and we are live how's everybody doing tonight my name is anthony brian logan and you're watching and or listening to abl live thank you for joining me tonight you could be almost anywhere in the world but you're right here with me live on the show and i appreciate y'all for that we got a whole lot going on all over the internets all over mainstream media social media everywhere uh we got the big game to talk about out there in los angeles Inglewood, california they clear all the homeless out before the game because who wants to go to SoFi Stadium out there in Inglewood and then see a bunch of homeless drug users all over the place? Nobody. We'll talk about that in a minute. And also all the maskless celebrities and politicians that were there. Interesting. Also, shout out to Hillary Clinton's, um, how can I say, colleagues, confidants, um, loosely associated people spying on President Trump according to uh, Durham Pro court filing not only was he spied on before the presidency but after the presidency in the White House they spied on him how did that happen we'll talk about that in a minute also shout out to Coachella the music festival they've dropped all the virus restrictions all the regulations none of that's going on because they know that it's a ridiculous thing to even try and police they probably tried that last time and it was disastrous. Nobody's going to really follow the rules or mandates or whatnot. Also, shout out to the vegan feminists saying that eating meat is racism. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Also, this is a podcast, so if you want to hear it on the replay on an audio streaming platform, please go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up or hit the link in the description box. This is going to be on Apple iTunes, Anchor, Stitcher, where else? Uh, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast at, we're going to be there. Spotify, ABL Live. Check it on now on those streaming platforms. And of course, shout out to my sponsors, you guys know how I do with my personal websites, anthonyblogan.com. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, you want to get my email, my snail mail, my social media accounts, my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those things are on the website, Anthony, B as in boy, Logan, L-O-G-A-N.com. Links are going to be in the description. And for each video, I write an article with sources. That's the main thing that I do. Put my sources on there so nobody can say that I ever make anything up. And if you do say I make something up, well, just fact check me. I'll give you the resources to fact check me live on the spot. And I do, I give sources from all over the place, left, right, independent, local, national, international, whatever you want. I got it on my website, anthonyblogan.com. If you've gone to the website, you've liked the article, you shared it or whatever. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. A lot of hard work goes into it. And also go to the merch website, ablmerch.com. Check it on out. We got hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more. ablmerch.com. If you've not gotten there yet, go ahead and go right now. Bookmark that. So whenever I update, put some new merch on there, you'll be able to get first dibs on it. Also, shout out to patriotpost.us, the best source of news and information anywhere on the internet. They've been in Chattanooga, Tennessee for about 25 years and on the internet for that long. So very well respected, really good down to earth guys with real information. 
They're also entertaining over there. Got a bunch of memes on there, and the memes are just fantastic. So real news, real information, and at the same time, you got entertainment as well. Again, patriotpost.us. The link for their website will be in the description box below. And, of course, you guys know uh, my beautiful handmade wooden flags are the right behind me. That's bhedesigns.com. That is B-H-E-D-E-S-I-G-N-S dot C-O-M. Check them out right now. You can get those right there. You can get these flags that are behind me or one of your very own custom uh, designed to your particular standards or just go to the website and select whatever they got there. Get it for yourself. Get it for your mama, your daddy, whatever's going on. Got a birthday party coming up, holiday coming up. Go ahead and get yourself a flag, wooden handmade, beautiful flag in America from bhedesigns.com. All right, now, let's let's go ahead and get into the, the, the business. We got quite a few things on deck that I want to get through. Um, <laughs> there, There's so much happening here. I'm going to start with Coachella. Just first and foremost, just to get a little bit of a warm-up, to, to get into all the other things, Super Bowl and Hillary Clinton, Coachella, first and foremost. Now, personally, I'm not really up on the hottest music. You know, in, in my car, I have Sirius XM, right? And I'm turning on the station called Turbo. If you know, you know. But Turbo, you get, like, all, like, corn, and they might play Limp Biscuit on there, and uh, who else? They play Tool. Like, all that, you know, if you grew up in, like, if you were a teenager in the late 90s, in early 2000s, like that kind of music. You understand? So I think Coachella is for kids that are that age right now. You understand? So for me to be getting close to 40, I don't know what's going on as far as a Coachella. All right? I'm not trying to be in that environment. I'm a little bit too old. If they get to be running and somebody getting trampled, I'm not really trying to be trying to, you know, do some kind of video game leap over you. I'm not trying to get stomped on, so I'm cool on that. As far as going to Coachella, the the kids can have Coachella. It's all good. I don't know who is the hot act right now. All I know as far as, like, current music is, like, Future and Drake. Anything beyond that, I'll be drawing the blank. If they had a gun in my head and say, hey, ABO, can you name three of the hottest young acts right now below 25 years old? Man, I'd be in the upper room, <laughs> keeping it all the way real. So I have no idea what's going on as far as the young people like 18, 19, 20, we listen to, but regardless of what Coachella has been around for a long time, I believe it's for more of the young crowd. And I guess what they did the year before, maybe they had virus protocols and restrictions, or maybe they got canceled. I'm not sure what happened. I know that there was a bunch of these festivals. Um, I think it might've been Lollapalooza last year. Remember the whole thing that was in Chicago I think like the next day they put on a um, a mask and whatnot mandate. It's like really okay. So the 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 day before a big virus restriction in Chicago, you have this big event. So maybe if the event wasn't there, you would have had it a little bit earlier than the day after the event. But anyway, it was a big backlash against all Palooza because it's like, look, you're talking about mask mandates and slow the spread and flatten the curve. But you guys having this big event, Lori Lightfoot was there, a.k.a. Beetlejuice. She was there kicking it, chilling, hanging out. I'm like, what's going on? But then the kickback against us was, oh, well, they're vexed and they're mad and they're safe. It's like, all right. So you have all these people, thousands of people. I'm not sure how many were there, okay, at the big game on Sunday. 
you had 70,000 in the building. I'm not sure if it was that many for Lollapalooza, but there were quite a few people, right? There, there were quite a few people. And I'm thinking this, this gotta be a super spreader as they call it, because if I go to a rally for, you know, for Trump or for somebody else that's kind of political, it could be 200, 200 of us in the little area or in the room. They call that a super spreader event. Matter of fact, as I'm kind of going down the rabbit hole, I'm going to get myself back, I promise. I know I'm in a tunnel. I know it's dark, but I'm going to get back. I went to a Lincoln Day dinner out here in Tennessee. This might have been right when the virus first popped, or it, it, was, a little, it was a little while ago, probably like 2020, I think. But anyway, we went to the dinner, and people, people had the virus there. One guy caught the virus and died after that, actually. Which, you know, when that happened, it kind of let me know that this whole thing is bogus. It's like, okay, we're right there at the dinner, taking pictures, shaking hands, all that stuff, you know, having conversations right here. Nobody's wearing any masks, but the virus was right there. And somehow I didn't get it. Somehow not everybody got it. Some people got it. Some people didn't. One person died, but it's like, but anyway, so the whole point is that they, the media called that a super spreader event. But Lollapalooza was not a super spreader. The big game was not a super spreader. Coachella, same thing. But anyway, I'm getting out of the rabbit hole, so I digress. The whole point is that um, these, these gatherings are looked at differently depending upon who's there and depending upon who is okay with it. And in the case of Coachella and also the Stagecoach Music Festival, these are big ticket items, big money draws. So they'll just ignore all that virus stuff for this, in my humble opinion. So I think in um, in the past, events like this were requiring that you had a, a vax card or proof of negative virus tests and the mask. Like they were really gung-ho about that. Or they say they were. At Lollapalooza, they said the same thing. But I was hearing about guys being able to get in there with little to no security. Matter of fact, have, have you have you guys seen um <laughs> have you guys seen the um the 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 meme of this the security guy like searching people but not at the same time not really I I, I got to find that meme. But that's basically what was going on at um Lollapalooza. So I feel like at Coachella and Stagecoach they're pretty much just saying, you know what? All right, we ain't even really going to play all these games. We're not going to have any other restrictions. We're not going to have any uh, vax mandate, any proof of negative test or uh, mask mandate. So if you go to the concert, hey, man, you on your own. It is what it is. Now, the funny part is I'm watching uh, the Shade Room, as I always do. You know, it's like the, the Urban Center on Instagram. Really big channel. And I'm reading the comments talking about, oh, they don't care about us. It's going to be a brand new variant. Um, we need to have better safety. It's like, look, check it out. Check it out. Like, watch this. Um, there is quite a few activities that people do that I don't think are that safe, right? Um, if you want to climb Mount Everest, that's not really safe. You understand? Like, if, if you're able to successfully climb Mount Everest, which is kind of rare to be, to be able to climb it all the way to the top, that's like unheard of. But as you're climbing the mountain, you're going to see bodies, dead bodies along the trail because they tried and they didn't succeed to 
get to the top, it has a very low success rate. Now, I could say, oh, they shouldn't allow this. Nobody should be able to climb the mountain. Or I could say, you know what? That seems dangerous. I don't want to do that. Okay? I see these uh these posts on the Instagram all the time with guys walking on um these really raggedy-looking bridges over, like, large chasms. Like, I saw that. I saw that bridge in China that had glass on it in between, um, in, in between like this little gap in the mountain or whatever, and the glass had broken. So people were trying to, for for their dear life, they were trying to get across without falling through the the bottom. Now, before the glass broke, before that particular thing happened, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go in there. It seems dangerous. Okay, so the point that I'm getting at is some things may seem dangerous, but I have the choice to not do it. I think it's dangerous, but I'm not going to ban you from doing it. You see what I'm saying? I mean, at a certain point, that has to be what it is. So if you want to go to Coachella, if you want to go to Stagecoach, hey, it is what it is. If you catch the bug, you probably be all right. The Amarion is the main thing you catch anyway. That ain't nothing but an enhanced cold. That's... um a cold plus subscription. Is it even bad? Is it even as bad as the flu? I'm not really sure, but different story. The whole point is that the Omarion is very mild. And if you catch that, you probably be okay. Unless you are a thousand pounds or a million years old. Okay. If you're Methuselah right now, don't go outside. Just stay put. Okay. If you have to get, um, a crane to, get you out of your house to, to hoist you up. <laughs> if you need, if you need a crane to hoist you out of your chair, I say, don't go to Coachella. But if you're at that level, you got bigger fish to fry. And they're trying to think, Hmm, am I going to Coachella or, or what, what am I going to do here? Am I going to roll around in my chair? Like, you know, a little pretzel doll, or am I going to go to the concert? How you going to go to the concert? Like what you going to be a spring? Anyway, my, my whole thing is, if you have health risks or you don't really want to go, it's not really a cup of tea, then don't go. Personally, I'm not going to Coachella because, again, I don't know what's going on. These youngers out here listening to this kind of music, I have no idea what's going on. And, and beyond that, I don't really like um, these big concerts where you got thousands of people like in one tight area. It's too much going on. I'm not necessarily claustrophobic, but I'm not trying to have you – you're sweating on me and I can smell your breath and it's all kind of just stuff going on. I'm cool. You know, I don't want to be in a human petri dish because there's more than the virus out there you got to worry about. Okay, you got all kind of sores on yourself. I, ick, yuck. I'm cool on that. I, I'm, I'm totally cool. If I go to a concert, I like the typical like sit down type thing or like an amphitheater where it's kind of spaced out. You can go get like a little little spot on the grass and chill up there and, and, and be, and be cool. You know what I mean? Be chilling. But the, the Lollapaloozas and Astro world, I'm not trying to get trampled. I'm not trying to have your sweat touch my skin. If I, if I'm feeling some kind of warm sweat, like get right here on my lip, I'm out. I, I, I gotta go if that's going on. So I'm cool on that for that reason. Not because I'm afraid of the virus. Because I've been traveling, like, I go on the airplane, I, you know, I'm wherever I'm at, and it's and it's fine. I'm not really tripping. You know, I don't live life with fear. I don't do dumb things now, for the most part. 
allegedly, but I don't live life in fear. Put it to you that way. So shout out to everybody that is afraid of Lollapalooza or not Lollapalooza, pardon me, um, Coachella and Stagecoach Music Festival. If you're scared, just stay home. Go to church, do something else. Like, don't go to the thing if you're afraid. And I don't know why anybody's afraid at this particular point because I see a lot more dangerous things people do than, you know, the uh, go, go to concerts. And California is weird anyway. So they're lifting the mask mandate for indoor and outdoor, I think, what, today or yesterday, the 15th? But at the same time, they have the mask mandate in place still for school kids. And it might be the way for about two weeks. So they're going to circle back, as Jen Psaki says, in two weeks to see if they're going to keep it up. I don't understand why they would rescind the mask mandate for indoor and outdoor, but having a place for the school kids. I don't understand how that makes any sense. And I think the catch to um, the mask mandate being over is you got to be vexed. If I'm wrong about that, Californians, let me know in the comments below, but... How does it make any sense? Like if I'm outside, right? If I'm outside eating a hot dog or a bag of chips or whatever I'm doing, will I get approached by an officer talking about, hey man, are you vexed? You need to be vexed if you're going to be outside eating a chili dog. It's like, who's going to do that? Who's going to enforce that? I don't understand. That's something else though. A lot of these rules don't really get enforced. They get selectively enforced. If they don't want you in a particular place, they'll enforce it. But for the most part, they, they're not tripping. In a lot of places in the country where they have these mandates, if they enforce them, they lose business straight away. So I'm not sure how they're going to really be able to get this whole thing going the way they want. So they're pretty much uh, falling back. And I think ultimately they're going to roll all the way back. There will be no more restrictions because you get midterms coming up and they don't want to have this negative thing be on their back. It'd be a monkey crawling on their back. I'm talking about you get all types of Ebola and Viruses on your back from the monkey is going to be a whole big mess. So they don't want that. They want to have a nice clean slate. But I think the damage has been done. It's too little too late. The kids ain't going to remember. The parents ain't going to remember. We're not going to, pardon me, we're not going to forget. We are going to remember. Kids and parents will remember this. We're not going to forget what happened here. So come midterm time, it's going to be a problem for them, for sure. 100%. Am I from Tennessee? I'm from Virginia. Born in West Virginia, raised in VA. How is that not known already? I don't understand. But anyway, shout out to you for the question. But yeah, that's what's going to happen. So we'll see what happens later on with the with the midterms and everything. But hey, if you're going to Coachella, have a good time. You know, don't don't get too turned up. You know, uh, put put the drugs down. Have a good clean time. I know I'm like Ned Flanders talking to you, but I'm just saying, be safe out there. Okay, for sure, be safe. That's a bigger issue, ain't it? You got all this fentanyl and whatnot. Like, if I'm outside in L.A. eating some In-N-Out burger and the cop come up to me talking about, hey, man, you don't got your mask on, it's like, how about that guy right there smoking crack? His mask ain't on either. So are you going to approach him or me? What's up? This guy is beaming at Scotty as we speak. His body is leaving. His body is leaving his body, if you understand what I'm saying. Go get him. Don't worry about me, what I'm doing. Okay? And, oh, that's a good segue into the big game. So, Super Bowl 56, uh, the, the game, I watched the game. The game was good. I, I enjoyed the game. But the ending of the game, man, that, that ending, it raised my antenna. It raised my antennas. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? So, the refs did not call 
anything throughout the entire game, okay? They had whistles on. They had flags. The whistle became a necklace. The flag became a fashion accessory. It didn't get used for anything other than display, right? But at the very end of the game, on the goal line in Los Angeles, mind you, because remember, this is the L.A. Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. In L.A., and if you don't know about football, what the championship game works is it's a neutral stadium. So they just kind of pick it ahead of time. It's not like a typical NFL game where it's either one team home away. It's not like that. It's a neutral stadium. So, for example, this game could have easily been played in like New Orleans or Miami or somewhere like that. It just so happened that the L.A. Rams play at SoFi Stadium right there in Los Angeles, and they had basically a home game. But that's not really, that's not necessarily it either because you don't have regular people at these games, at the big game. If you're talking about tickets, $25,000, $5,000 on the low end. If you get into SoFi for five grand, you got a deal. You you done robbed somebody to get that ticket pretty much. But anyway, I digress. The whole point is that they were at home in Los Angeles. And right at the end of the game, they were on the goal line. And all of a sudden, the flags come flying. Penalty, penalty, holding, holding. You calling the holding penalty right now at the at the zero hour holding? Is that what we're going to do? Now, if you, don't, if you don't know about football, you could pretty much call holding every play. If you want to, you could because it's all kind of grabbing and tussling and whatnot. Holding? And then when they call that, it called more and more and more penalties. I'm like, okay, is the game rigged? I'm not saying it is rigged. I'm not saying the NFL is the equivalent to the WWE. I'm just saying it crossed my mind. And it probably crossed yours as well. And if it did, let me know in the comments below. Y'all just, just let me know because I, I would love to hear if it's just me or what. But anyway, now the thing is, they call all the penalties, but it was a pretty good game. Um, the ending was kind of weird, of course, with the penalties. But beyond that, it was cool. The halftime show, it was okay. I enjoyed it a little bit. I was kind of not really paying attention because a lot of the songs I've heard over and over and over again as a youngin, of course, it's like my generation because 50 Cent, all of that. When they came out, I was like late high school, college, like 17, 18, 19. It's like, it's like right, my generation, right? So it was cool. I've heard better, but it wasn't a bad halftime show. It got kind of like mixed reviews because people were like, they don't like the music or they never heard it or they didn't. They're not necessarily that familiar. You know what? One thing, one thing I could say is that the way I, I feel what it's like to be the old guy now, you understand? Because when our parents, when, when, like when I was a kid, my parents would say certain things that would go back to like the seventies. I'm like, who, who is that? Who is this person you're talking about from the seventies and the eighties? Like they had these kind of dated cultural references. Now I feel like I'm the same way. And, um, I saw this particular thing right here. Now I'm gonna pull it up right quick. Now th this could be a troll. It, it might, it might not be real, but I think this is real. And if it is real, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I would not be surprised in the least bit. Let me try to find that right quick. And while I find it, y'all please get a video with a thumbs up. 
like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. But um, it was a reference to The Rock because The Rock did like part of the intro for the Super Bowl. And there was a video, I think. Oh, here it is. So there was a video that got posted by the NFL. Okay. And y'all let me know if this is legitimate or not. So here's the um the 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 thumbnail in question. And it says, guy from Fortnite with the most electrifying introduction in Super Bowl history. And it's the rock. Guy from Fortnite, is that what we're talking about, really? They they can't they can't really now and in, in my generation, the rock was like the man. WWE um WWF, WWE, whatever you want to call it now. He was the man. Stone Cold, The Rock, all of that. Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit. That was the wave. But if you're like 14, you weren't alive during that time. You don't really know who he is, really. You may have seen the movie or two with him in it, but do you really know who that is? You know him from Fortnite probably more than you do from WWF or from Jumanji or something like that, right? So that's what I'm talking about as far as the cultural gaps. Okay, I know who 50 Cent, Mary J, and Snoop, and Dre, Eminem, that's like my generation. I might have been like 16 when Eminem's first album came out, Marshall Mathers LP. I had the Marshall Mathers LP on cassette tape. So I'm that age. But people, if you weren't really around at that time, if you're a young person, you have no idea. And if you're older than me, if you're like my parents' age, you were not really involved with that, in my humble opinion. So that's what that is. But anyway, getting back to it, nobody had on a mask at this particular thing, but they put out an alert in L.A. County. They put out an alert that says, you must wear a mask at a Super Bowl. Well-fitted mask. Make sure you have a, a negative virus test or um, a, a vax passport, all kind of stuff. You got to have all these things, but those, those celebrities had no mask on. Eric Garcetti, was it Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles, no mask again. The first time he said, oh, I was holding my breath. Did he say anything this time about this? He just, eh, whatever. I do what I want to do. None of them. Jennifer Lopez, Emmett Smith, um, nobody had on the mask. But yet they would tell you to go out there and put your mask on. Ellen, no mask on. All of the people that talk about wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, don't do it themselves. So that was pretty interesting. And it just let us know what we already know is that they do whatever they want on their side. They live by their own standards. But they don't, they, they live by their own standards and then try, try to impose different standards on us. You got to wear a mask, but I don't. You got to stay locked down, but I'm not. You can't go to get your hair done, but I can. That's how they operate all the time. So whenever I hear them say anything like this, trying to take away rights, I'm like, hey, I'm not trying to hear it at all. I'm totally not trying to hear it. Not in the least bit. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're definitely within six feet. No, no distancing, no mask, no nothing. They do whatever they want. And they're probably not vexed either. I mean, at a certain point, they will get out there and, and say certain things to be politically correct and to kind of be in the, 
the entertainment industry and be accepted, but that doesn't really mean anything. They can, they can go out there and lie. They can go out there and lie, tell you whatever they want to tell you. And normies not really realizing that, hey, you know what? They're human beings and they might lie. They might not tell you the truth. They'll go out there and do whatever they say. And do whatever they say. Oh, and shout out to uh, Van Jefferson. Now, Van Jefferson plays for the Rams and his wife gave birth like right after the game was over. Or, like right after the game. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find the clip right quick. And hopefully they don't try to strike me from the NFL. It, it, it should give me a pass because this is a good clip. I'm going to try to find that right quick. Yeah, so uh, he was there at the game, obviously planning in the game. His wife was there with his other two kids. And uh, she was clearly pregnant. And she left. And then he got informed that she's giving birth, like, right now. So he had to leave right after the game was over with and then tend to his wife. I mean, it was perfect timing, right? He, he still was able to play the game. But at the same time, he had to go out there and, you know, See what's going on with his wife. And I don't have that clip either. Matter of fact, I'm going to find that. I'm going to find that, and we're going to put it up on the screen. And let's go ahead and get rocking. There we go. So, fair use, fair use, NFL. Don't strike me, please. I didn't do nothing. It's not my fault. Blame the white man. So, shout out to Van Jefferson. And here we go. Let's put it on the screen right quick. And let's get a little bit of sound. Yeah, she didn't want to go. She wanted to stay and enjoy the rest of the game, but yeah. He, she gave birth, like, right at that moment. Like, right after that, he, he went to the hospital, and then she gave birth right there. So, shout out to Van uh, Jefferson for that particular thing. And his, his wife giving birth to their, their, their child right there. So, yeah, shout out to him. Amazing. So, I mean, that's a, that's a crazy night, right? You win the game, and you get a, a baby right there. I mean, you can't make that up. That's, that's a perfect memory. So, shout out to him. Shout out to him. Now, what else we got going on here? Super Bowl, we covered that. Hillary's, oh, Hillary Clinton spying. Now, Hillary Clinton, how can I say this? The media are trying to twist this whole Hillary Clinton story. Now, I'll cover this in a video where basically there's a, a court filing from the Durham probe. It's a court filing from the Durham probe, and it says that Hillary Clinton operatives were paid, I'm not sure by who, I'm not sure how, but they were paid to do opposition research, upper research on Trump, and they hacked him and they spied on him, not only before he became president, but after he became president in the White House. Now, we, we know about the FISA warrant. That's one thing, right? It's talking about, oh, well, you're, you're a campaign guy or a guy that's around you, Carter Page, He's tied to the Russians, so we're going to get this FISA warrant. What was like? Was James Comey involved with that? We're getting this FISA warrant to spy on Carter Page, but because he's going to be at Trump Tower, we're going to spy on you too. We're getting incidental data collection, and if you happen to hear you talking about Russia or something else, 
we're gathering that. We're gathering all that stuff because we're spying on Carter Page. Therefore, we could spy on you. You see what I'm saying? And remember when Trump was talking about he was hacked, he was spied on in Trump Tower, and he had his wires tapped. The media said, oh, you're lying. You're making stuff up. You're a conspiracy theorist. Stop spreading rumors. All that in the third. When he was saying all that, the media said, you're crazy. You, you need to you need to stop and, you know, misinformation. They took him off social media, all types of stuff. But yet here we are and he's vindicated. He's 100 percent vindicated. Everything he said, as far as the hacking and the spying came true, 100 percent. Okay, they hacked Trump Tower and they hacked the White House. Well, not necessarily hacked. I got to be careful what I say. Now, as far as the White House, what they did was they exploited an existing government contract. There was a government contract to handle, without getting too deep into the weeds, the internet needs of the White House. So they were able to exploit that and use it to spy on Trump in the White House. Now, I don't know what they were able to get from that spying, but one thing I will say is that let's just say, and I got to back up a little bit. Let's, let's back up a little bit to go deeper into it. Now, there was a guy, um, what's his name? Rodney Jaffe. Rodney Jaffe is known as Tech Executive One in the Durham document. Rodney Jaffe is a South African. Uh, I guess you would say he's like a, a tech executive. He recruited some guys from Georgia Tech to be part of this Apple research and what their job, their job was to basically hack or find um, vulnerabilities to find data and or fabricate data from Trump and against Trump to link him to Russia. That was the whole thing. Okay. And you may have heard Hillary Clinton say this before talking about, Oh, these computer scientists were able to get great data. She's citing them citing their research. Now I can't sit here and tell you that Hillary Clinton paid them. But what I can say is that the allegation is that Hillary Clinton was going to give this guy, Rodney Jaffe, a job in administration. So it, he had skin in the game. He had, you know, uh, um, a, a dog in the fight, right? If he's able to have her win and he was a Hillary Clinton supporter, like Hillary Clinton, if he's able to help his president, his candidate win, He'll be getting the win as far as that because his president, his his preferred candidate wins, but he'll also get a job. So that's motivation to go out there and do a thing like this and report back to her trying to get in the good graces. That's the whole thing. Now, I'm not sure who this guy is, Rodney Jaffe. I'm not sure how long he's been in the U.S. or what he knows about Hillary Clinton, but Hillary Clinton is not your friend, sir. If you do something wrong, if you try to roll on her, you're going to be, you, you, you're going to be out of here. You're going to be, you're going to turn up missing. Okay. Just like back in the, the Arkansas days and the days as president and after you're going to turn up missing. So don't do nothing stupid. But anyway, his whole thing was to collect data from this particular group he managed, or he was the head of whatever you want to call it, the foreman of this um, hacking group. And they were able to get information and then Hillary Clinton cited it. It may have gone to slate, and then that's what caused the whole um, the Russia probe back in 2017 and 2019. They found nothing, but they had something because the FBI was in on it, the CIA was in on it. I said they ever get the government contract because the federal rallies were involved, the CIA was involved. It, it was a whole big thing. 
They were all colluding against Trump to spy on him, to try and collect data. And going back to what I was saying earlier that I didn't quite finish, um, there was always these leaks coming from the White House, always these leaks, random stuff, little things that didn't really matter necessarily, but it was always these leaks. Just like the whole thing about um, clogged toilets. He was flushing paper down the toilet, all this, that, and the third. Now, that turned into he was flushing documents with redacted information or unredacted things that hadn't been classified yet and all types of just weird stuff, right? Who knows what was in the toilet? It could have been anything. He could have been writing notes and then flushed paper down the toilet or it might not have been him. Who knows? But anyway, where are all these reports coming from? Is it coming from a particular person working there that's just going and spreading stuff or is it because he got hacked? Because what I didn't hear, and if, and if you know about this, let me know in the comments below. But what I didn't hear was how long the hacking lasted in the White House. It could have been um, for years. Who knows? It could have been the whole time. I doubt that it was the whole time, but it could have been for quite a while. So all these leaks coming now, where did it come from? Did it come from the hack? Did it come from internal or a combination of both? There were some snakes in the White House from the beginning. And the, the craziest part is that I'm, I'm going to say this. People say that Trump had these uh, deep state swamp types around him and he should have known better. But if I'm wrong, y'all let me know what I'm, what I'm about to say. The The biggest turncoats were the nine uh, swamp people. Amarosa, um, what's his, uh, Scaramucci, all these people. They were the biggest ones that were against him. Okay, in the end, I saw Scaramucci on TV talking about um, the, 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 the bill bet better bill, just dumb stuff. And who else? I'm a roast talking about, oh, there's, there's the N word tape out there. I mean, those that are closest to you, not even in the swamp were the dirtiest at the end of the day. I think Bannon might've been the, you no, know, one of the true guys that was right by his side. And he's kind of, I don't know, but he was a guy right by his side, but anyone else, I mean, come on, what are we doing? But as I continue, I think um, Hillary Clinton was behind all this, trying to get Trump out of office, trying to prevent him from getting into office. And what, what did she say right when the election happened? Oh, he's an illegitimate president. She was saying that for years. He's an illegitimate president. Russia helped him win. He didn't win on his own. He cheated. He stole the election from me. That's what she says. Her and uh, Stacey M. 1 Abrams. That's what they say. Oh, Election was stolen, the, the votes don't count, and all this, that, and the third. They said that for years, and it's fine. But when Trump says, oh, the 2020 election was rigged, look how many votes this man got, the most out of anybody in history, universal mail-in ballots, how are you going to verify all that? You got all these weird vote counts that are happening. When he says that, oh, don't nobody want to hear it, right? Nobody wants to hear it. Now, I think... The reason they're saying they don't want to hear is because of January 6th. But we know that ain't the reason. The real reason is because they don't want Trump to be in office. They don't want him to have any kind of glimmer of hope. They don't want us to have a glimmer of hope. But when they talk about cheating and rigging and whatnot, it's totally fine. Totally fine. So if anybody tells you, oh, well, you know, Trump talking about election fraud and that's a hoax. Well, talk about Hillary Clinton. She's also on that, but with her, she actually did some things to try and cheat the guy. Actually did it. 
she responded, but didn't really respond, talking about, oh, Fox News at it again, talking about all this false stuff. Now, the question is, what's false, though? What, what's the false thing that he said or, or that, that, uh, that Fox News said? What, what's, what's a false thing there? You know what I'm saying? If, if something was false, maybe you'd address it directly rather than saying, oh, there's some false things and you're being, you're being vague, Hillary Clinton. Go all the way and address it rather than just being so vague like that. But I'll move on. So, yeah, shout out to um, Hillary Clinton and the Deep State Swamp. Back at it again, as usual. It's what they do. That's what they do. That's how they operate, and nobody's surprised at all. All right. Oh, and shout out to the, well, not, not a shout out. The BLM shooter, the Black Lives Matter shooter. Now, this you can't make up. So the guy, 21 years old, Quintez Brown, very well known in Louisville, Kentucky. He's been out there, uh, not, not campaigning for, but he's out, he's out there protesting for Breonna Taylor. He's traveled, been around the country, was going to meet Obama. Don't know why he didn't meet him, but he was going to meet him. He was in the uh, the campaign he had, my brother's keeper. He was in a little thing right there, the little program he had. So he's been kind of moving around, very well known, um, outspoken on campus. He's written op-eds for the local paper. One of the op-eds talking about Republicans and their guns. Oh, you guys don't care about people. We need to have tighter gun control. You don't care about our lives. So you got a gun control activist, activist, Black Lives Matter activist, a true blue SJW, right? That's what it is. Quintez Brown, 21-year-old male, black male. You say all that about gun control and ending the violence, but you go to Craig Greenberg's office. He's a mayor or a candidate. He's not even the mayor. He's trying to become the mayor. You go to his office, point your gun at him, and start shooting. You let off like four or five rounds. Now, luckily, thank God you're a bad shot. Thank God you're a bad shot because if you were a good shot, they may not be dead right now. Point blank or right up on him, close to him, you shoot five times and you don't hit him at all. His, his clothing got grazed, but that's it. Now, that, that ain't nothing but God right there. I mean, you, 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 you get the gun right on you like this. He shoots five times. You're like the, the Matrix. You just get a little graze on your, on your clothing, not even on your skin. You're lucky, very lucky, because it could have been good night, right? That could have been all she wrote. But anyway, the guy shoots at him. Just no talking, just walks in the office, aims, boom, 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 shoots. He gets away, but he doesn't get away. He leaves the area, but it's caught like a, a half mile or a half hour or something like that. Just a short while later, in the proximity of where the shooting happened, with the gun on him, with... Loaded magazines on them, all types of stuff. Now, the guy got arrested, got locked up. But as I said in my video, he does have a bond, 100 grand cash. It's not like other places, I don't think, where you could pay 10% and pay like $10,000. You got you to pay the whole cash bond, 100 grand. I'm like, man, they shouldn't be having bond for this guy. I mean, you try to kill somebody, point blank range. You know, you got... Attempted murder charge, and you have four counts of wanton endangerment. Eh, that's pretty tough, man. Uh, bond for that? Uh, I don't know. Update, he's out. So what happened was this um, Louisville Community Bail Fund posted bond for the guy, 100 grand cash. Let me see if I can find anything here. 
Okay, so hundred grand cash, and and the bond, the bond was seventy five thousand. It was raised to one hundred thousand dollars, and the 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 fund the 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 fund people matched it. They they went ahead and posted that, so he's out. Now I don't know. Um, oh, they, they got him an ankle monitor. Yeah, they got him. They got him an ankle monitor, and that's it. Loved ones surrounded him. It's like really loved ones around him. Is he a victim? You, you try to shoot somebody for no reason. It was not self defense. It was not anything other than I don't know. It couldn't have been self defense because you walk into his office and just start shooting. That's not self defense. It ain't stretch of their imagination. Maybe that was a prior beef. Maybe he knew him from somewhere. I don't really know, but whatever the case may be, this was not self defense. Now here's a video of the guy getting um you know, with the ankle monitor or whatever. Now, he has a, a T-shirt on here. Let me see what the, if the shirt says anything on it. Let me go ahead and get a little bit of sound. So the um, the caption here says, Quintez Brown, 21, getting ankle monitor put on will be released soon. So that's where you're getting the monitor put on. You just sit down in the chair, getting the monitor put on. He has on a mask. He has on a Popeye T-shirt. Kind of random. Okay, so that's that's pretty much that. It's just showing to get the monitor put on. And then he has family and friends surrounding them. All right, a bunch of white liberals, of course, coming to the rescue. Now let's pause for a minute. Let's 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 pause. Let's let's just pause because this just came to me. More context here. Craig Greenberg is Jewish, clearly Jewish. His name, his face, he's Jewish. Now, what if, um, let's say, one of these uh, pro-white activists, because the guy was pro-black, go to his Twitter page, all pro-black, blackity-black stuff, Black Lives Matter, Black Panther Party, all this black fist stuff. So what if a pro-white activist goes and shoots at a Jewish mayoral candidate just for no reason and then gets caught by the police? Would it be this outpouring of support? And, and then what if people that came to surround the, the shooter were all these white folks? What would their reaction? This is a white supremacist group. They all need to go to jail. Everybody get put on a no-fly list, going straight to the penitentiary, going straight to uh, Gitmo, Big Rocks, Little Rocks. That would be the reaction. But here, there's nothing. And there would surely be no bail. A white supremacist shooting at a Jewish person, ain't going to be no bail. But you could be a BLM um, supporter, a BLM advocate, a BLM activist, shoot at the guy, get locked up, get caught with the gun on you, the, with the evidence on you, the, the weapon right there, and you get out, and everybody's like your, your best friend. This reminds me of Timothy Simpkins in, uh, what was that, Arlington, Texas. This guy shoots, like actually shoots and hits, what, like three or four people inside of a school. As an 18-year-old, he gets out on bail for some reason, Go goes home to his family, and they give him a big party, chicken wings, and uh, Sprite, all kind of stuff. We got to stop rewarding bad behavior. 
I don't care if you are my 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 grandmama, my my best friend. I don't care who you are. You shooting at people. I don't I I don't know you no more. I disown you. Period. Point blank. If it ain't self defense, if there's no reason, a good reason, because there's sometimes there's a good reason. There's there's like if you out of your business and here comes this guy trying to trying to kidnap you, trying to kill you, and you defend yourself, that's one thing. Okay, if you get your kids with you, you try to snatch your kids. Okay. But just a random attack? Nah, you gotta go. I don't care. Matter of fact, I'm gonna tell if they if the if the police call me and say, Mr. Logan, what do you know about Mr. Quintez Brown? I'm gonna tell everything I know. I'm gonna snitch straight to hand on the Bible, sir. Do you wanna tell? Yeah, I'm gonna tell everything. Before before you before you get it out, before the whole oath get out, I'm gonna tell everything I know. I'll write a letter. Send it to the federal rallies, get it notarized. Boom. He did it. Here's the weapon. Here's where he lived at. I'm telling everything. I don't care. I'm not going to be doing this. rewarding bad behavior, shooting at people. This is crazy. This is why you got so much crime in these black communities, in these urban areas, because you got guys like that that get celebrated. You come home from, from college, you get nothing. You get, all right, welcome back. But, but when you, when you go and shoot people, oh, it's, it's like a celebration. And it's a shame. You got these white, black, all liberals engaged in it and they put up a hundred thousand dollars. I ain't putting up one red cent. You come in on the phone. Hey man, I need some, I, I need some, um, I need some canteen, man. I need some oodles and noodles, man. I ain't giving you nothing, man. You better go work something out in the penitentiary, be somebody girlfriend and get it that way. How about that? No time, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Go. Somebody help me down the steps. Get him in the car. Singing? Is that what we doing? What? Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Lady, stop. That's, that's probably his mom. I, I blame you for this. Oh my god! Like I'm, I'm, I'm my, my trigger level is through the roof. I'm 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 really getting upset. Dead serious. I'm I can't I can't play that no more. Okay, let's let's stop that. Okay, so that's that's more the whole ankle monitor thing. Singing Oh man. I don't I, I have no more words for that one. But he needs to go away for a long time. I'm talking about under the penitentiary. You shooting at somebody you see, you know what? And and the and the guy was talking about he's a, a gun control advocate. We don't need gun control. We need violent criminal control. How about that? How about when guys shoot at random people, shoot kids and old ladies and stuff like that? How about they go to jail for a, a long time, not just get out on bail and go do the same thing again and terrorize people? How about criminals go to jail and serve some time? How about that? That's that's all I ask. Is that asking for too much? I don't think that it is. I think it's reasonable to ask for that. To ask that you get a little bit of time in the penitentiary. Just, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just making the request. Maybe it's too much, but I don't think it is. But I'll, I will digress. Man, <laughs> oh my goodness. That right there, that that really just burned my biscuits to the, to the core. I'm talking about straight to the pan. Man, oh man, good night. <laughs> Singing? Nah.
Ain't no way. If that was my mom, my mom would never do nothing like that. Ever. Like my 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 family members, they don't they, this we don't do that. We don't do that. That's why I'm upset like that. When they they would never, ever. If I get a bad grandma report card, I'm I'm getting more than what he got. If I get a D in my report card, I'm getting I, I it's it, that right there is a problem. Little boys get spoiled. They think they can do whatever they want and they grow up to be adults and continue that kind of behavior. But I move on. If you like what you're hearing so far, give it, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Man, that got me fired up now. Okay, let me go ahead and keep on moving here. So the vegan feminist, that's a good way to break the ice to, to get back to something a little bit less triggering. The vegan, did I already cover the vegan feminist? I think I already covered the vegan feminist. Uh, talking about how eating meat is racist. The, the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. I think I did play that last time. I can't really remember, but I'm, I'm going to play. I, I think I'm going to skip that one and play something else I have here. But to talk about that for a quick moment, eating meat is not racist. You can eat steak, chicken, beef, whatever you want. It's not racist. I think her, her thing was talking about how others didn't have access to it. And um, like uh, other minorities didn't have access to it. Well, because they don't, they didn't have a lot of money. They didn't have no big industrial farm. Everybody wants to eat, you know, a slab of bacon, uh, some bacon, some some chicken wings, and some some steak and all that good stuff. But if you don't have access to it, eat whatever you can. So if all you have is rice to eat, then you eat that. If all you have is fish, if you're living on one of these islands like Fiji, Tonga, or if you're an Eskimo or something like that, you eat fish because it's right there. You got the water right there. You can go fishing, eat fish, that's what you do, right? Now, here in the USA, we got the luxury of industrial farms and a lot of farmland in the country. So I'm eating all, all the chicken, all, all the fish, all the, all the beef that I want. Not really a pork fan, really, but I will eat some pork if you got it. If it's good and it tastes good and it's prepared properly, I'm on that too, okay? And don't tell me my game. I got a balanced diet, but... That's not racist to eat certain types of food. If you're a vegan, that's totally fine, but don't make it be a race thing because it's not, not in the least bit. Yeah. Personally, I like, well, fish is meat, but, you know, I understand what you mean. You're talking about, like, red meat. Personally, I like fish and chicken more than red meat, but I will eat a steak. Give me a nice sear with, you know, kind of like medium rare, almost Regular rare, we're, we're, we're in the money. We're, we're good, okay? And what I will say about steak is that if you're eating steak burnt or, like, well done, that you're kind of defeating the purpose. Like, I went to a restaurant one time. Well, I go there a lot. And on the menu, it says, we do not recommend anything beyond um, medium well. Like, any, any, like, medium well and beyond, we don't recommend that. Basically saying, don't do that to yourself. Okay, so get you a nice medium rare steak if you've not had it yet. When I was a kid, people were people were afraid to do that. They were scared to eat medium rare steak. And I think that's because they ain't want it to be done improperly and they get sick because they can't afford to get sick. But, hey, man, live a little bit. Live on the edge. You know, you got these guys that, you know, want to smoke all types of drugs. Be like, man, I don't eat no, I don't eat no medium rare steak, man. That's too dangerous. Come on, man. Put your, put your alcohol down and pick up that... Um, that that uh that medium rare and taste it see how see how you like it 
change your life. 100%. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's what I want to say about the whole, uh, vegan thing, but I got a video right here. Oh, and if you didn't know, I was vegan for a while. I was a vegan for like about three years or vegetarian, whatever you want to call it. Um, a lot, a lot of, a lot of beans and rice and broccoli and things of that nature, celery with peanut butter, a lot of that. Um, it was a cool experience, but I, I needed to have the balanced diet, the protein. You got to have the protein in your diet and you can't really get the necessary protein from your vegetables. In my opinion, maybe some think you can, but I don't believe you can. Um, yeah. So I put the meat back in my diet. Now I got a well-balanced diet. Before I went vegan, I didn't eat Brussels sprouts or anything like that, really. But today, what I had for my meal was um, some grilled salmon, wild-caught Alaskan, just fantastic. I had some jasmine rice, some, some white rice, and then I had some Brussels sprouts with no... Um, all, I put, all I put on it was some, um, some pepper, some, some black ground pepper. Put it in the steamer, let it rot. And we good. One thing I noticed, people they put like salt and stuff in broccoli. They put salt and like sugary sauce. And I don't see the purpose. I can eat broccoli straight steamed with nothing on it at all. And it's delicious to me. Lightly steamed and you'll be good to go. If you, if you go too much and it get to be soft, you don't want that. That's kind of ruining it. Lightly steam it, make it be a little bit green, greener than what it is. And you're good. That's a crispy. With some steamed, um, like if I have if I have fish and I grill it, I put it in a steamer like the next day to get it back warm again, rather than put it in a microwave. Steaming is much better to to reheat like fish or something like that and chicken too. But as far as steak, that's a different story. But anyway, I move on. I know you guys kind of getting hungry now, but the whole point is that eating meat is not racist, not in the least bit. Oh, and I got a question for you guys. Um, I was watching the news the other day and I saw the president of Ukraine talking about today's the day. He said that Russia would invade Ukraine on Wednesday, according to American intelligence. Now, I'm not necessarily the brightest guy in the world, but isn't today Wednesday? Has Russia invaded Ukraine? Maybe I missed it. Maybe I missed that breaking news that I would see. It'd probably be on my phone as like an Amber Alert that Russia invaded Ukraine. But I've not seen Russia invade Ukraine. So what happened? Did they invade or not? And I've been saying the whole time, there's not going to be a Russian invasion of Ukraine. I don't know why they're doing this. I don't know why they're trying to spread propaganda like this. I think maybe the thing is that they want to force NATO further into Ukraine or into the region, meaning into Ukraine, as an affront to Russia. Because as of right now, Ukraine is not in NATO. That's a good buffer zone between NATO and Russia. Because what would happen is if Ukraine becomes part of Russia, then they will put missiles right there in Kiev or further in like on Crimea. And Crimea is right there, you know, at, at the border of Ukraine. So you can't have that. So that's just too close for comfort. So Russia is like, look, if you guys want to try to put NATO in here, we're going to be in here. Okay. That, that's the whole thing. So Russia's already preemptively moving their troops to the border because they don't want to have Ukraine become part of NATO and then have NATO forces on the border. You see what I'm saying? So they're just already getting in place. There won't be 
uh, Russia invasion of Ukraine, it's a defensive measure against NATO. So as long as NATO don't come in there, it won't be no, it won't be no smoke. Okay. And you know what? It's weird because when Russia took Crimea, there wasn't all this warmongering going on. You, you see what I'm saying? It was no warmongering. It was no, oh, they invaded. We got to do something. They took it pretty quietly. It wasn't really a big deal. And they still got Crimea right now. Russia does. So I don't understand. When Russia had been in Western, I mean, Eastern Ukraine for the better part of eight years, there's not really been any kind of international outcry. They've been in that same area they are, they are right now for a long time. They've been out there for a long time, but somehow now it's a problem. It's so dumb. Maybe it's because they want to get some of that war money. They want to start a war and, you know, get the stock market manipulated. I, I don't know what's going on, but there will not be a war in Ukraine unless NATO wants to go in there and start a war. Russia wouldn't invade. It would be NATO invading. That's what's, that's what's going on. So, yeah, it ain't going to be no war. They, they said, Wednesday will be the day. They're going to, like, man, pff, they ain't going to invade. And I think it's already the next day over in Ukraine, or it's like early in the morning on, uh, well, yeah, next day, early in the morning Thursday. So Wednesday, they come and gone. They're like, what, eight hours ahead of us in Ukraine or something like that if you're on the East Coast. So I don't even really know. All right. Oh, and also, speaking about the White House and propaganda, they're trying to now roll back all the virus propaganda. Remember talking about, oh, this is a crisis and we got to stay together and slow the spread, flatten the curve, blah, blah, blah. Now they're saying something else. So here's this. This is the virus response press briefing. I'm not sure who's speaking right there, but let's just see what they say. This is from the White House. I think Fauci's right there and also Rochelle Walensky's right there speaking to someone in the center. I don't know who that is. So let's check it out right quick. As a result of all this progress and the tools we now have, we're moving toward a time when COVID isn't a crisis, but is something we can protect against and treat. The president and our COVID team are actively planning for this future. As we look forward, we'll continue to enhance the powerful set of tools that we have at our disposal. Vaccines, booster shots, tests. As a result of all this progress, so now it's not emergency status. Now we're kind of going back to what? Back to just being like the, the cold, the flu, whatever. Is that what we're doing? Again, midterm time coming up. They're trying to change the narrative. They're trying to make it be a, a little bit softer because they know this, this thing they're doing is not very popular. West Coast, East Coast, down South, Midwest. This is not popular anywhere. Nobody likes it. California is even removing their mandates to a certain extent. California is even doing that. So, I mean, what's going on? It's, you know, it's, it's so weird. And I'm just glad that it's starting to kind of get back to normal. But I'm not going to forget what they did. I'll never forget that. I, I won't forget all the lies, all the propaganda, all the games they play. I will never forget. Never. And I definitely will not forget by the time midterms come around, Americans won't forget either. They're not, you, you can't, you, you can't, you couldn't have brought us all through this unnecessary nonsense and then be like, oh, forget about it come midterm time, vote for me. Nah, some may forget, but a lot of us won't. Most of us won't forget. So 
there was already a red wave in um, Virginia for the governor election. Now it's going to be, again, another win, another red wave. All right. So, yeah. And also, shout out to my man, Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, the governor, who um, signed a bill into law that makes forced masking illegal in VA. So, shout out to him. Oh, as far as school masking, because they, they were making the kids wear the mask. Now it's optional. If you want to wear a mask, you can, but you're not forcing the kids to do it. And that's fantastic. That's, that's kind of what I'm on right now. Oh, and I saw a report that says that they're trying to make the, the virus be like an annual shot that you got to get. And they're going to require it in schools as well. But we'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll see. I think, I think that was a Project Veritas hit. And shout out to Jericho Green. I, th- I think he, I think he was saying something about how do these guys keep getting caught on Project Veritas? It's always the upward angle, you know. They, they're at a table and they, they got drinks on the table, right? And drinks on the table. It's the upper angle of, of him talking, spilling all the beans. Well, Biden said it's classified, but I'll tell you, Miss X, Y, and Z person. Um, yeah, they want to have this done. They want to have that done. Here's the code to the the wilds if you want to get in there. You can just put, put his numbers in the in the gate. You come right on in. They, they tell all the business on these little dates. Now, I want to know how they get that done. I don't really know. So shout out to all the Project Veritas undercover people for making this stuff happen because y'all get all the information. And the media always try to say, oh, that's not real. And he's pushing false information. And he has unscrupulous methods. Speaking about James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. But I've not seen James O'Keefe be wrong. Maybe he has been wrong because we're all human, but I've not seen anything that Project Veritas reported on be proven false. And if they have, let me know in the comments below. I'd love to see where he's been proven wrong. Even if he has, 99.999 times out of 100, he's going to be correct. All right, so shout out to him. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find that that video right quick from Project Veritas. You know, another one of these um, upward angle... um, videos I got it here somewhere let me find it right quick and if you like what you heard so far please give the video a thumbs up like the video share the video do all that good stuff that'll help me out tremendously okay so let's go ahead and hold on okay we got it we got it here there we have it Let's do let's do it this way. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Here is is when I want it. Because there was a shorter one. There's a longer one I wanted. So who's this guy? This is Christopher Cole, FDA officer, executive officer of Countermeasures Initiative. And he's gonna spill the beans in front of a bunch of drinks and stuff at some restaurant to some young lady. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you can have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet because they don't want to, like, uh, rile everyone up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of... um, uh, money going into their, their company. So how do you know it's already getting approved? Well, they're not going to um, 
I mean, just from everything I've heard, they're not going to not approve it. Meet Christopher Cole, an executive officer at the FDA with over 20 years' experience who claims to be directly involved in the approval process of the various COVID vaccines. You, you or I would be the third one. So the three will bolster your, your system. And then there will be an annual, um, eventually an annual, just like the flu shot. For the toddlers? Well, for everyone. Okay, so the toddlers too then. We'll have to get it. Probably. Okay. I don't completely agree with their the process. What do you mean you don't agree with the process? Well, I mean they um, they don't have all the all the tests aren't there. So I agree with the thing that it is important to inoculate them, um, but you can't provide the um, the parent as much um, assurity as you normally want to. It's an EUA for all. All, um, all age groups, all designations, and then you have to get approved by specific age groups based on the study. Do you think it's really an emergency for the toddlers? Well, they're all uh, improved under an emergency. The efficacy data doesn't have to be as high. The standard is on emergency use authorizations is that it does more benefit than harm. I thought their cases weren't that high for six what? months to four-year-olds. They're not, but it, because it's, um, related to COVID, it's under that approval process. So there you have it. Talking about the FDA and the whole EUA thing. Now the EUA, remember that's the, that's, that's what they have right now that they're using these, uh, that they're getting the vaccines out there. Emergency use authorization. So basically they authorize it because they say that it needs to happen right now. And there's more good that can be done than harm. And really that's, that's kind of a guess that's an estimate, maybe, because how do you really know? You've not had years to really study the effects, potentially, of this thing. So you don't really know. You think that it's going to do more good than bad, but do you know that? H how can you know that? And you're going to use this same EUA for little toddlers for what? The toddlers don't even get this thing, really. So what's the purpose? It's dumb. It's totally dumb. But that's what, that's what government does. They do things like that. Government, are they're not necessarily the, the brightest bulbs in the bunch. Okay. And, and the main thing about it is that there's a whole big stream of money that just keeps coming on in. Matter of fact, hold on. Did, did I show that part in the beginning? I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. So they don't want to like uh, rile everyone up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, so they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of um, uh, money going. Okay, it's all about money. Recurring return of money, billions of dollars into their pocket. Of course, they're going to pay off that the regulators, of course, they're going to pay off all these people that are going to get these things approved. Why not? Why wouldn't you do it? Okay. Now, is it corrupt? Sure. Is it unscrupulous? Sure. But if you can't do it and you don't really care about ethics, you don't really care about morals, you don't really care about necessarily the people like that, you're just going to do it. That's kind of what's going on right now. That That's the whole thing. So, nah, I'm cool on that. If you want to get it, fine. But I'm cool. I'm straight. I don't need to be trying to just be a, you know, a cog in the machine making no money. Sorry. Ain't going to do it. Food companies, all of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Food companies. Like a lot of these products that are out there shouldn't really be out there as far as food products. I mean, look, look at the diabetes 
and all types of stuff that we got going on. And a lot of foods can be directly attributed to this, to this stuff that we got going. And a lot of the ingredients, there are certain foods that are banned in countries that we allow in the U S because of the way that they prepare the food. A lot, a lot of um, harmful practices, spraying chicken with chlorine and stuff like that. That's, that's banned in certain parts of the world. Um, certain types of dye and food, like what's that yellow six and red something. Um, there's certain types of dip. Like if you eat um, that little cheese salsa dip from Tostitos, it has like dye in it. That's not really the color of the dye of, of the food. They they dye it. They also dye salmon to make it pink. Salmon usually is gray, but they dye it pink a lot of times. If I'm wrong about that, you'll let me know in the comments below. But there's a lot of food things to do over here that aren't really good. Not all, but some things we do aren't good. But hey, man, we got to get that money, right? You got to get that money, so we'll just approve it. It is what it is, right? But I'll keep moving on. Thank you for being here yet again. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. I got super chats on deck, and then I'm going to get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And I'll link to the number, of course, is always in the description box below and right here in the ticker. But I'll get to the calls in just a few minutes. Uh, super chats on deck first, and then we keep on going. Yeah, but food food is a real issue over here in in the Western world with the way it's prepared and... Um, how it's how it's farmed, but you know where it's worse is a place like China. What they do over there would just completely gross you out. I don't even want to talk about that right now because you could be eating with your family or whatever. What they do in China is ridiculous. If you ever get any food from China, matter of fact, I remember one time I was in the store trying to find some salmon and. This is before Trader Joe's came out here. So I couldn't find my typical wildcard Alaskan. That's, all, that's what I always get. Wildcard Alaskan from one particular company. I know it's legit. But this time I was in the store and I saw like a bag. One thing I got, a red flag for me is fish in a, um, a, a non-transparent bag, like a, a, a green bag. With, I can't see through it. It's like, what's in there? You see what I'm saying? Usually I, caught, I, get, I get fish. Either fresh, you can like straight out the water at a market or something. You put it in the cooler or you get it like it's shrink wrapped and it's frozen. That, that's that's what I rock with. But in a bag. eh? So when I, I, I got the fish. Not thinking at the time. When I got it home, I was like, hey, where is this from? I got to think a little bit. Where is this fish from? I looked on it. It said farm raised in China. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> no way. Farm raised in China. That that fish is probably been in something looking like the um, when a, a, a nuclear plant will melt down. The, 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 the Chinese water where some fish is raised. It, it's like it's worse than like a it, it could be like factory runoff. You don't want to eat that. If you eat Chinese rate, if you eat Chinese farm raised fish, you may as well just go to a factory and drink the, the runoff water. Just take a big swig of it, knock it back, and enjoy that. Might as well. That's the equivalent of that. But I move on. 
so yeah, I don't I don't do with no kind of uh foreign stuff like that. It, foreign food is different, but definitely not no Chinese race. Farm Chinese farm race? No, no, no. I'm cool. I am cool. And sewer raves, exactly. 100 percent All right, but I'll move on. Thank you to Apu for a few super chats here. He says, quite the week for BLM. Voter fraud, real estate corruption, and political assassination. Attempted political assassination. Now the shooter is getting out on on bail. J6 Patriots in jail. That's right. You got him getting out on bail, trying to shoot somebody. Meanwhile, if you're at the Capitol, you're still in like the gulag in DC. What's going on with that? Also, God bless J6 MAGA in DC jail. Patriot freedom to help. Canada under martial law reporters, doxing Patriots. J6 inside job by FBI and Capitol Police, Pelosi Crook. Uh, shout out to at Doug Ripley, your favorite shoe, ABL, Nike. I'm not really a shoe guy anymore. When I was a kid, I was into like tennis shoes and stuff like that. But, you know, all I really wear, you can see me all the time wearing these. This, this is my daily shoe. Either this or that. That's all I really wear. Or if I got like a suit, I got dress shoes, of course. Now, as far as dress shoes, I got favorite shoes, floor shimes. That's my that's my main go-to shoe, floor shimes. And I'm going I'm to get another pair of shoes. I'm going to get a, a pair of boot floor shimes. But, yeah, that, that's my that's my couple of tea right there, floor shimes or, you know, whatever I can find that fits my foot and it feels good. That's the main thing. Something that's wide enough and whatnot for a dress shoe. But typically, I wear shoes like that. When the summertime I wear, I wear these everywhere with no socks, just chilling. Driving my truck with a pair of flip-flops on. That's what I do. That's 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 the Virginia wear. Um, F.A. Ranger Xbox says a, quote, mandate, unquote, is when two, uh, I'm not going to, basically, a man, two men dating. I won't get into what you said because I wanted it to be, you know what I mean? That's a good super chat, though. Buff vs. Windshield says Hillary got some spies on Trump trying to get a voter bump. She'll cry enough to fill a pail and wiggle her way out of jail. Okay, what's this? Is that, is that a haiku? Is that is that a poem? What's going on? Um. Also, ABL, creepiest bug, centipede, spider, roach, ant. Um, the creepiest probably. Um, I I saw this centipede one time that was like, man, it was crazy. Like when I um, I was in an apartment. And the maintenance guys gave me a new vanity in my bathroom. And they took the old one out. And behind the vanity, it was a centipede about... The centipede had to been like a snake. It was that size. A thousand legs. Totally disgusting. And when you kill it, it kind of like crunches. That that was that was the grossest. Uh, roaches are just gross. Not necessarily creepy. You know what I'm saying? Just gross. But the centipedes like a thousand legs and they crunch. Spiders ain't really that bad to me. You know, I've seen some beautiful spiders. I think I think they're pretty beautiful outside. Okay. Um, I've seen the wolf spider, I've seen the black widow. I've seen quite a few spiders outside. But inside they gotta they gotta die. Ants are nothing. Ants are just like when I was a kid, I had an ant hill under my bed because we had this apartment where it was like some brick. It was like a, a real brick uh, apartment. Like it wasn't a brick facade. It was brick for real, but there was a hole in the brick and some ants that came in and they built at a computer desk in my room and they built an ant here right next to my computer speaker. Remember those old school speakers you had 
they plug in and they had a little the um the little knob on the speaker. I'm talking about my age. But they built an anthill right next to my computer speaker. But I wasn't really, it was like nothing, just ants. Okay, but if you got them fire ants and you see those in your crib, well, you got to go ahead and bring your house down, man. You got you to move out because those right there are something serious, okay? They, they'll bite you. They'll attack you. They'll swarm on you. So, nah, fire ants. I saw a fire ant mount in my yard. Straight to Home Depot, got some of that, that, um, that stuff that kills them. Man, I was out there just with a shovel in the, in the bag trying to make it work. And I, th- I think they're dead. Hopefully they're dead. I ain't seen them since. All right. Also, uh, Apple says, it be your most popular callers among your fans. Um, I don't know. I can't say that because I don't want to play favorites. Y'all got to decide who's the best callers. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to say who's my, uh, who's the best. I don't, I, I can't really say that. It's up to y'all to say. Thank you to Josh Foss who says, hey, ABL, I read an article on American Thinker today. That 40% of U.S. Gen Z's identify as LGBTQ opposed show. Yep, I saw that same thing. You're correct. That's concerning. Anyway, man, God bless. Appreciate all you do as always. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And you know where that comes from. That poll talking about 40% of Gen Z identifies LGBT. And I believe it. Shout out to Chandler Crump. I was talking to him when I was somewhere. I forget where I was. Might have been on the stream or might have been in person. But he was talking about how a lot of these girls... That's his age, like 17. You go to their dating profile, and half of them identify as LGBT. But the, the reason why that is is because there's been so much indoctrination over the past few years. It, they, they, they shove it in their face all the time, and, and, it, it, and making it trendy to be LGBT. It's, it's a popular thing. You see them in commercials all the time. You see them on TV shows and music, everything else. Everything's gender not conforming. Uh, TikTok is full of it. They've made being LGBT a cool thing. Now, the, the crazy part is that a lot of them are just straight versions, really. So they're just identifying with a thing that they think is cool or it's popular or it's fun or they can be part of the in crowd or they can get attention, but they're not actually that. And the problem is they're being groomed for adults that know what's going on, especially the girls, because the, the men are a little bit more resilient more resistant to pressure like that. But the girls, I mean, that's, this is how like a lot of these girls will go play college basketball or something like that. And then they, they go there, just regular girls, not LGBT. And they come back looking like, you know, they, 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 they sell, they sell cars for a living. Like, like they, like they um, repair tires on 18 wheelers for a living. You understand? Big, in, they, they, they become kind of like bull daggery when they go out there and they get turned out by the older girls and sometimes older women as well. So it, it makes them vulnerable. That's probably the whole point, but I digress. I'm getting too deep right now for the t- for tonight's show. I'm getting way too deep. This is why I'm against all the LGBT stuff. Cause I know they're setting these kids up to be taken advantage of later. That's the whole thing to where it's not really a big deal to be gay. It's not really, a, you know, these, uh, these predators, know how to get them set up and how to capture them when they get to be a certain age. It's really unfortunate, but that's why people like myself and others are needed to counteract that message because without alternative media, the LGBT stuff would just, it would, it'd dominate. It'd dominate. 
these parents taking their kids to the drag queen story time. Imagine, see, imagine being a toddler, three years old, and being flashed by a man at a drag queen story time. Like, what? How? How are you gonna? How are you gonna interpret that at that age? You, you don't know really what to, how to really process that. But I digress. Um, let me see. Apple says, what did I eat during the big game? What did I drink? Um, I really don't remember. I think I had some lemonade. I, I forgot. I really don't remember. I was, I had a little bit of everything. Uh, also, Buffalo's windshield says, trying to go on Larry.com Epic Troll. Uh, Apple says, hey, you play casino games, slots, blackjack, dice. I'm not into gambling. If I go to a casino, I play the slots. But I don't, I'm not a gambling person, so I'm not into gambling, really. That's not really my wave. Um, dice and stuff like that, eh. I've played, like, cards, but eh, I, I don't like gambling. Um, let me see. Liar.com, not layer.com. Y'all, y'all don't do that. Y'all, y'all don't get to no, no troll stuff. Apple says, ABO favorite Peanuts character, Charlie, Snoopy, Pigpen. I don't really remember that cartoon like that. I know what Peanuts is, obviously, but I can't really remember enough to know about the characters. You understand? Like, I know who Charlie was, of course, Snoopy, Pigpen. Pigpen always was stinking, had the blanket with him. I think that was him. But I don't know a lot about him. Look at Josh who says, Abia, what's your favorite? What's your college you pull for in sports? Um, I don't really watch college sports. Uh... I pretty much just watch the games and just enjoy them, but I'm not really into college sports like that. I'm more of an NFL, NBA type guy. I bought some major league baseball, but that's about it. I'm not into the college. I don't have a lot of time to really be invested into it. That's all. Apple says, "Abi, did you see the President Biden's speech about attacking Russia? So cringe. It sounded like an evil character in the B movie from the '70s, <laughs> Biden Malarkey. I did not see that, but I got to check it out." Thank you to El Boogie who says, "BLM posted." $100,000, 10%. So was it 10% or was it a whole $100,000? Because they were saying on the news, they posted $100,000 cash bill. So was it a hundred grand or 10 grand? But anyway, they posted the bill for Quintez Brown, quote, Louisville Community Bail Fund, an alarm, and armor the BLM. Meanwhile, you donate $10 to the truckers and the Canadian feds, seize your bank accounts and blackballing people. Correct, exactly. So you can bail out an attempted murderer who got caught with the gun on him, red-handed. The victim IDs him. You can bail him out. But if I want to help the truckers, then, okay, now I'm on the watch list. I'm getting my account frozen. What's going on? Well, not me if I if I donate. I'm talking about those who are getting the money in Canada. If they're Canadian and they're getting money, they're, they're freeze bank accounts. It's crazy. Thank you to Carlos, who says, keep up the good work. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Both versus windshield says, remember when Hitler reshredded all of those emails when they came for her private servers? Yeah, that was CYOA for Trump administration, for the Trump Russia plan. Um, Apparently her says, my dad and I are huge fans. Could you just please send my dad, Jeff, a hello? What's going on? That was, that was my dad's name too, Jeff. So shout out to Jeff. All right. Thank you for everything you do. Keep spitting facts. Well, shout out to your dad. You know, appreciate y'all for 
uh, watching 100%. Keep on doing it. Thank you to Tanya Chaplin who says, AB, I love your honesty and integrity, your absolute common sense and realism. You give me hope for the future. Keep on keeping on. Will, do thank you for that. Appreciate you. Thank you to Megan who says, Ricky Jones, he's been a preacher of violence. This is a matter of time. U of L should be embarrassed. Encourage your journal. Well, typical leftist media. Really unfortunate. Thank you to Dwighter84 who says, which judge do you think will be on a Supreme Court? I have no idea. That's a good question. I have no clue. Uh, a black woman, I suppose, because you already said it's going to be a black woman. So I don't really know. Hopefully, it won't be too much of a ridiculous nut job. But we'll see how that works. Dwighter84 also says, would you be surprised if the black church bailed out those criminals? <sighs> no, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised at all because the black church has completely fallen from what it was. As I've said before, my granddad told me at one point, the black preacher was the go-to guy in the black community when like he was the only literate person a lot of times in the black community. So if you had any issue, any problems, you went to him, legal work, whatever you, you go to the preacher. But now the preacher has become basically a glorified pimp just extracting money from a poor community. They don't have it already. You know, the, the collection plate, like the, the, hold on. Matter of fact, I have a picture right quick. Um, CRC in Norfolk. This church right here. Okay. Matter of fact, let me see if I can show it on the screen as far as like, um, let me see if I can show. Can I show this church? Okay. Yeah, I can. Okay. So CRC's mega church. That's Calvary Revival Church right there in Norfolk, Virginia, right there by Military Circle Mall. Um, mega church, right? You see it on the screen. Big mega church. Okay. Real big. Very nice. Very fancy. If you look in there, one time I, I, I drove past here. Cause I would always go that way by popular hall in Norfolk. I would always go that way. If you look inside the church from the street or going to church, there's an ATM machine inside the church, an ATM machine right here. Now, so here's a church, right? Let's go up a little bit. Let's go right past it. And there's more real big, nice mega church, black church too. Yes, it is. Okay. So let's keep going on multiple entrances and exits, all that kind of stuff. All right. So keep going. Let's go a little bit here. And what do we have right next door? Rundown apartments, popular hall. Right next door. You see, you see these apartments. This is basically some hood, a, a hood right here. I'm talking about like right next to it. Mega church hood right next door. So when I see that kind of stuff going on, I'm like, okay, they're going right to that church giving the money to the church, and what did they get back? What did they get back from CRC? Y'all let me know. Maybe you go to CRC in Norfolk, you're offended. Okay, that's fine. But I've always felt that way. I've always seen that for years, way back, like 20 years ago. I've seen it for a long time. I never liked it. You see the same thing all over the country. So going back to the Super Chat, the black church, if they bailed out the shooter, why would I be surprised? For what? Because you see the kind of thing all the time. Things that don't make any sense. But I'll move on. 
Hey, pay pay your tithe though. I know, I know you're living in the hood and you don't got it. Pay that tithe though. Anyway, I'll move on. I ain't trying to get anybody offended. Uh, Christopher says, don't forget your Biden kit, my black Americans, that's reparations. <laughs> right. Hey, the, the, the crap pipe and all that kind of stuff. You, you get debt reparations. Both versus windshield says AOC wants to demolish prisons to stop them from being filled. Next month, she'll ask to stop all cancer screening to end cancer. Exactly. <laughs> right. Jawada 84 says, do I have any pets? I don't have any pets. Um, Boy Kachina says, uh, U.S. It wouldn't let me criticize China, even with just emojis. YouTube equals evil. Jawada 84 says, why is all the Amber Alerts in Memphis? I have no idea. That's a good question. Thank you to Silas who says, eating meat is literally species is not racist. There you go. <laughs> uh, Bugs Bunny says, I've had it with these lazy, overpaid government employees. Term limits for all of them. I agree 1,000%. Thank you to Kaius Posthumus who says, ABL, how would you like to solve the border crisis? Or how would I solve the border crisis? Well, if I could be the king and just do things on my own, what I would do is build that border wall tall the way Trump wanted. That's the first course of action. Second, if you come into the country, ain't going to be no seeking asylum. Seek it in Mexico or wherever you were at. You can't come here. If I catch you, you're going back across the border. You're going, you're not going to be able to stay right where you at. It just ain't going on. Okay. So yeah, that's what I would do. Not coming into the country, ain't gonna be no asylum. You're not getting released. You won't get sent to the interior to a sponsor or whatever. You're gonna go right back. And I'm building the wall with a moat and some more stuff. That's what I would do. But I think they don't want that to close up because they want the political power that comes from it. Thank you, Stevens, who said, Thanks, ABL. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. And did I get everybody here? Thank you to Anthony for your donation. Thank you to Grant who says salmon is supposed to be pink, bro. Thank you for your intelligence and time. <laughs> okay. Thank you to Canna Claus who says no salt and crunchy broccoli. Lose my number, sir. <laughs> not not necessarily too crunchy, just not, you know, feeling like it's a broccoli soup. I don't want that. You know what I mean? A nice happy medium, a little, a little less crunch, but more crunch than not. That's how it's got to be. Thank you to Hollow Board for Life 2002 who says, uh, LMAO, my least favorite is Ivan. But I like when ABL drops the mic on his head. What say you? And thank you to Anthony again for your donation. And most certainly appreciate you. All right. And shout out to Christy725 who says, Hi, ABL. Do you think CNN will shut down soon? Another one of their higher ups resigned. That's a good question. I don't think so. They could wind up shutting down pretty soon. But I think what it happened is, if anything else, they'll probably just restructure and change. Either they're going to change or they're going to shut down because they're going the wrong direction right now. They're not going upward. They're going downward. So they got to do something. They're going to do something. Either they're going to change or fold. That's it. So, yeah, if they keep going where they're going, they're going to fold for sure. They'll close up. And that would be fine. They could take MS-13 DNC with them. They could take all the mainstream media with them for all I care. That'd be fantastic. All right, time for the calls. You guys on the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. The number is always in the description box below. And there's also an email in the description box. You can call in 
That way, be right here in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen talking about whatever's going on. All right, let's get to the first one here. All right, James, what's happening? Hey, man, how you doing? Hang on, let me turn you off in the background there. Hey, Ben. It's, it's all good, man. What's going on with your screen? It looks kind of funky here. Oh, does it? Yeah, you got you got you got green and you got all kind of stuff going on. Maybe maybe it's me. Crazy, nah, something something's messed up here. Let's see if we can fix that real quick. Here we are. Nope, something's messed up. Here we go. How's that? Well, it's just off now, so I mean. We we can do just a, we can do just a voice thing if you oh it it it, oh. it, it, it almost worked but it didn't work it fixed and it went off ah, anyway let's just do it without the video all right anyway uh yeah I'm uh I'm kind of blown away by everything that's been happening I uh, pick up the news and hear that uh, it sounds like the U S and Canada are going nuts but uh, you had said something about um well. A lot of things. Everything you say is pretty good. That's why we tune in. But uh, you had said something before about all this uh, craziness that's going on with, uh, you know, LGBT being uh, pushed on like a whole generation so that they can, you know, get them. They, they, they're grooming you know, them. Take advantage of them. Correct. Right? I think it's worse than that. Whether you're homosexual or not is is here, there, or the other, to be honest. Uh, but when you normalize something and you put it in people's faces all the time, what you're doing is you're playing on a human appetite. Humans want to eat, breathe, sleep, have sex. There are certain things that people do that they biologically need to do or driven to do. And when you put C.S. Lewis talked about this, and I think it was mere Christianity, but he was talking, you know, he says, what would you think if you, like, tuned into a society and you saw them just, like, their mouths water and drool and they would go crazy over a plate or a platter of steak? You'd think something's off on that society when you see everybody just go up crazy about it. But that's what we do over sex now because we've been, it's been normalized. Like, what would be considered just like, you know, I, I don't know, back in the sixties, they had considered, uh, certain things, um, mental disorders. Now, I don't think being homosexual is a mental disorder necessarily. I, I'm not going to pass judgment on that whatsoever. It's here, there, or the other. I honestly think everybody has the capability to be anything if they're driven to, and that's what they're trying to do because they push sexuality on people because it's a it's a desire that people can't avoid and it gives people a lot of fulfillment in life and thereby when you push something on people so far it suddenly makes you easy to control and you stop focusing on what is actually important the outside influences which are which are changing the way you think anyway it's i think this is a little bit more psychologically in depth than that, but uh, I wanted your thoughts on that because if people are easy to control by one of their appetites, i.e., sex, then you're easily manipulatable, right? Politically, economically, socially. Thoughts, two cents. Now I believe you're right about that, and I think this is not it's not an accident, it's not a mistake. This is done on purpose because they know 
that they want to, they're trying to control people. They're trying to steer them in a different direction than than what they're going or in a quote unquote proper direction that they want them to go in. So they use certain things to control them. I mean, and you see it like an, and you see all the time in advertising. That's very, very common. Like I'm watching these commercials sometimes. um, And it's like, okay, why am I seeing this woman in this kind of tight dress talking about auto insurance? Like what's I got to do with auto insurance? But it's all about just trying to get you to, to notice, to not turn the channel, to not tune it out. And they be tuning in, and that same thing happens on a, on a, on a greater scale throughout society. Yeah, yeah. Especially when sex sells like nothing else. You know, you. I mean, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I could care less about sports. I, aside from rugby, but sports to me is just not worth the time. But the Super Bowl sells like mad, and you look at those ads that are on there and they're they're mental somebody had put up uh one of the super bowl things for i think it was uh, a hand lotion yeah and it was an old al pacino uh from an old al pacino movie but it was straight up like somebody getting fisted like homosexual on tv on national tv during the sp- it's crazy. It's totally crazy. It's like you know, years ago that would have been unheard of, but see, I know it, that's it, it's, what I'm it's, saying. That's it's, it's, a, it's a gradual bizarre. grooming of people and making it normalized to where oh, it's not really a big deal. Just like right years ago, you had certain standards about what you could say or what you could show on TV. Like now, right. you got girls, women showing their whole naked rear end everything on, on everything it's like this wh- what am i watching is this tv like regular tv like that's become normalized so now you got these girls that grow up thinking okay i can do that it's not really a big deal i see all the time on yeah. tv so that's that's the whole the the, the process they go through to where you got 40 percent talking about i'm lgbt yeah the 40 40 percent um it's it's amazing to me that you know you push any one thing, uh, they did this in the States over food, the sugar industry. Sugar is, well, not sh- sugar is in itself not poison, obviously. Every, your body will naturally turn everything else into sugar. But there are carbohydrates, there are complex carbohydrates. When you get processed sugar in your body, it, it makes you fat. I mean, I'm a pretty healthy guy, but... Uh, I just, you just stay away from sugar. Yeah, the, the high fructose corn syrup, it, all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that especially, because your body can't process that. Right. But aside from that, sugar, the sugar industry, it's, it's, like, the, it's like big pharma. And your body treats it like a drug, but it doesn't know how to process it. And so suddenly... You're diabetic. Oh, hang on. Then it goes to big pharma. Well, we need to sell you insulin. Uh, it's it's all there to manipulate people. Somebody said something the other day about people keep looking left, right. They stop looking at the people who are actually doing the finger prodding. Mm. Exactly. 100% correct. Yeah. Uh, man, I hope you're doing well. Uh, I, I enjoy your uh, – it's almost a comedy routine – watching you go through that uh, vegan 
vegan feminist lady. That was hilarious. That was great stand-up dry comedy right there. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate but, it. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And uh, listen, I know you got a bunch of other callers. I'll let you get back to it. And as far as favorite callers go. There you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm also starting my own channel, by the way, Cowboy in Tokyo. So cool, we'll man. see how that goes. Might uh, try to join you on the YouTubes. Right on, all man. right, man. See ya. All right, now, peace. All right, so shout out to my man, um, Cowboy in Tokyo. That's a YouTube channel. Check him out. And the phone lines are jumping, but the number to call is 434-658-1220. Let's go ahead and keep rocking here. 203, you don't know how much yeah. speaking to. Right Join me on the YouTube. 203, hello. Yeah, 203, hello. All right, you got to be on the phone. Like, okay, if you're calling in for the first time, have your ear to the phone. You cannot time it to the stream. It won't work. I promise it won't work because there's a delay. So let's get to the next one here. Let's go to 678. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, ABL. What's going on? <sighs> too much. Um, <laughs> too, too much. Uh, just a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um, did you see that video when it comes to the family? Did you see that video with Jada Pinkett? Um, what, what video was this? It was on her show, Red Table Talk. And she was talking about how her grandmother showed her how to pleasure herself. I, I saw that. Because, yeah. okay. And then you got this thing with Van Jones. Yeah, so he and got. And him having he, that baby with his. With his friend. Mm -hmm. got, got, got his friend pregnant. So, okay. and Okay, but, but go ahead. You, you got you to continue. Okay, so he got his, um, he, he had baby fever, which first of all, just I'm saying that is crazy. Then he had the baby with his friend, and they're not together. And then in the article, he said, I encourage others to explore and do the same. So this is now, you know, we've gone through this whole pandemic and everything. They're attacking the family. That was the whole premise of Black Lives Matter, to destroy the nuclear family. So now you have all these celebrities coming out. Okay, yeah, they're trying to turn our kids uh, gay. They're trying to, you know, make them uh, trans and all that kind of stuff. Okay, that's one part of it. But the family, when I first started really researching this stuff, I read the um, Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx and that other guy, Engels. And then I read some other writings by Engels or about Engels. And they were talking about the villages. And it was like, we're basically women run it and it's like all this sexual freedom and men are basically just sperm donors. They just provide, you know, the sperm to make the kids. And just like in black lives matter, the mission statement that they took down, they said they want a community of villages where, um, parents, I forget the exact wording, but it was where parents are comfortable, but they had no mention of fathers. So when you look at what Van Jones is doing, He's propagating that and saying, I encourage others to do the same. And then um, Jada Pinkett is propagating that because she's saying, I don't need to get the pleasure from a man. I can do it myself. So what they're going to do is they're going to 
they put those little things out there for the simple-minded people. Like, for example, I'm a Christian. I remember in church arguing with this girl because there was some young couple on social media, and they were uh, bragging about how they cohabitated together and they didn't have sex before marriage. So now you got all these hot single people out here. Oh, I can do it too. They did it because the Bible doesn't say verbatim, thou shalt not cohabitate before marriage. So what the devil is doing is he's putting those little seeds out there just like he did to Eve in the uh, Garden of Eden. He said, you should not surely die. And basically it makes you question the word of God. And you turn the truth of God into a lie. And you call right wrong and you call wrong right. So that's what, and, and then one, one other thing, um, the guy, did you see the new coming to America, that, that foolishness? I've not seen that movie. You, you didn't miss nothing. But <laughs> the guy that played Eddie Murphy's son, his mother is a lesbian. Uh. And they were talking about him because he's, um, I forget his name, he's a young guy. But he was in RuPaul's show, the drag race show. Uh. And that boy was in full drag. So I read an article that he did, and he said he did it to, you know, honor his mother because he was raised by a single mother and she was a lesbian. Then he said, I also did it to challenge men and how they think about their sexuality. So you didn't just do it to honor your mother. You did it to, to put that seed in men. And so what the devil is doing is he's trying to put, he's going to get the weak people first. Because you, you're not going to get the real ones first. You're going to have to do more. You don't have to do much with the weak-minded people. All you got to do is have some stupid little celebrity come out there and say, oh, this is the new fabulous thing to do, and I encourage everybody to do it. Oh, if you want to have a baby, just find a friend and have a baby. And we'll uh, do it, it. They call it conscious co-parenting. So that's the village. And if you want to pleasure yourself, you don't need a man. You can pleasure yourself. And I'll come over, and, and, and that's really what they want to do is promote homosexuality, especially among black women. Oh, uh, let somebody come over there and let's, let's just have pleasure and parties together. Because that's what black women, and I know it's not just black women. I'm black, so that's why I'm saying it. But um, women, they had these parties already. When they had a little dildos and, uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm not going to get into all that. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. They do that already. So what they're doing is promoting all this free sexuality. You don't need a man. You don't need a family to have a child. And, and we just going to do what we want to do and bring these children into the world fatherless, motherless, familyless. Wow. It's, that was... And then it's, it's, it's a mess. Now, you're right on point with that. You're 100% correct. And it's all, it's all by design. If you're, just, if you're just a regular person, and you, like you say, if you're, if you're, just, you're kind of simple-minded, you don't know what's going on, you just eat it on up. Oh, that sounds great. Conscious co-parenting. That sounds like a great thing to do. I'm going to go get her pregnant. So ra rather than the shame that we had back in the day where if you were an unwed mother or a man just going out there like a Rolling Stone, it, it was shame attached to that. That, that was unaccepted. Mm -hmm. We had more families mm -hmm. and we had more of a, 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 you know, a cohesive society. But now it's all right. pretty much just all out there and nobody really doing that. And as a result, we have more strife, more crime, more troubles, more problems. And they want to keep promoting that. So I'm not sure what the end goal is, but it don't it don't look too good from what they're doing for sure. Right, and I know you got other calls. I'm gonna say one more thing. Um, can I ask you a personal question real quick? And you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Are you saved? Um, I have been baptized. If, if that was the question. 
That wasn't the question, but I'm praying for you. And I'm not going to get in your business. I'm praying for you to get saved if you're not saved. But I'll ask you that because you you were talking about the churches and, you know, the issues with the black churches before. And I just wanted to, to say, don't I understand you getting upset and I see things. I've been a Christian all my life. I was raised in the church and I've seen a lot of shady stuff. But one thing that helped me with that is I used to live in Atlanta. I lived there for over 10 years. And, you know, Bishop Eddie Long. God rest his soul. And unfortunately, you know, he had all that controversy about him, supposed allegedly with the young men and, you know, all that mess that happened. And then unfortunately, you know, he passed away. If that stuff was true, it showed me that if somebody in ministry is doing something nefarious, God will deal with them. Just like he dealt with David in the Bible. David jacked up somebody's family, and he opened the door for the devil to jack up his family, and it happened quickly. Some people, it doesn't happen quickly. So if these pastors out here, the ones that are, you know, doing things that they're not supposed to be doing, put it this way. Paul said, as long as Christ is preached, sometimes God is, is allowing these things to happen because they might be doing some shady stuff with the money, but they're preaching the word, and people are getting saved and brought to Christ. But God sees what they're doing, and he's also a gracious God. So he wants them to get it together and stop doing the wrong thing. So he is long-suffering, and he's going to you know, give them an opportunity to turn it around. If they don't, then they open the judgment. And in these times we're living in, I think God wants to get as many people into the kingdom as possible before, because, you know, the last days are basically here. I don't know when it's going to end. I don't know. I'm not no, no prophet or nothing. But I think God really wants to get more people into the kingdom. So he like, this little petty stuff you're doing over here, okay, I got you. But you know what? If you don't stop, you're just going to have to deal with the judgment when it comes down on you. Because at the end of the day, people, they need Jesus. And, and God wants everybody to get saved. So they will be dealt with. Hopefully they'll turn around, but they will be dealt with. Well, I thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. All right, ABL. Have a good night. Same to you now. Bye. All right. Good call. A lot of calls online. A lot of calls on deck for tonight. Let's get to a few more here. 949, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, hello. This is Adele from California. All righty. What's going on? And... Oh, hi. Good. Okay. I would like to add to when you said, like, if you could rule by fiat, I say we go back to 1776 and start over, right? (laughs) Get rid of all the FBI, CIA, all the corrupt agencies and just start over. Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) You know, it would be. If I had had a time machine and I could just do things over again, you know, I'd do a few things differently, maybe. Right, you know, just at least start fresh. It might turn corrupt again, but we need a do-over bad. Anyway, yeah, and also I was going to say that um, I know the Supreme Court knocked down the um, all the companies forcing people to get the jab. Well, I just heard that Governor Newsom in California, he's going to require it starting in January, you know, making every single company force the employees. Is, is, is he able to do that, you think? So he's going to, is is he going to require private companies to get, to have their employees? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Every, every, yeah. Every employee in the state of California will have to have that job starting in this coming January. Like, well, you know, hopefully there's something wrong with that. 
I'm not sure how I'm mm-hmm. not sure how you would enforce it. That's the thing because, I mean, is it going to be through the law enforcement? Like, what is he really going to do? I don't I don't really understand how he's going to do that. Yeah, well, hopefully he'll lose in November and not get to um, enact that. <laughs> you know, I just saw a poll that said it's about fifty fifty whether they want to vote for him again, and I would think it would be a little more like more people want him to go at this point. But we'll we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Well, and and that was yeah, was anyway. that was that was that Gavin or was that um was it was it Gavin Newsom? Yeah, Gavin Newsom. Now, right. now the th- thing about it is, that. now I don't really have I have. I think California is in a bad situation because yeah, we had a recall effort and we saw what happened with that. You see what I'm saying? It was yeah, like basically the same kind of way they voted for him. They voted for him again. So the question would be, yeah. even if they don't want Gavin Newsom, will they pick another person just like him? Just like in New York where they had um, Cuomo get um, ousted. They brought in Kathy Hochul, who's the same as Andrew Cuomo. So hopefully it's not a lateral move. Just getting the same kind right. of guy in a different package. Hopefully they go a way different yeah. direction. Right. And then, well, the Republican that wants to run, he already knows that he's not going to do very good. It sounds like he has no confidence. So, yeah, maybe the state's just done and over. Time to get out for sure. <laughs> I, I think I think, I think you got to go, you you do baby steps first. You know, rather than trying to go Republican as a governor, that's not going to work. You got to get to like a yeah. kind of moderate Democrat. Because you don't want to go in the other direction and get one of these ridiculous Antifa people to be the governor. You don't want to go that way. So you want to kind of go back a a, a baby step and then work your way back to Republican. It's it's going to be a while before that happens, but you you got to make the steps now. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. And I was going to say, too, um, I just had a, a doctor's appointment last week and you know, you walk in with your mask. No, 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 we don't like that mask. you got to wear this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, um, then they hand you a form to fill out and the entire page, a full page of questions. You know, have you been sick? Do you know anybody that's sick? Oh, it took me 10 minutes to fill it out. Everything. <laughs> wow. So it's like, yeah. And I was wondering, probably like a doctor's out there in Tennessee, that would not be happening, right? <laughs> not at all. Like that, that, that thing is not at all. That's, that's not a thing here. We don't do the mask, all that kind of stuff anymore. We're just, we're just, it's just not happening at all. So oh. I, I don't understand. Yeah. I, and I think that's just like government bureaucracy because that form, you could put pretty much anything on that form. How are they going to know you telling the truth? It's just bureaucracy. It's red tape. Oh, I know. That, that's big government and, oh, and it's worse. It was absolutely ridiculous. Have you been sick? Have you ever been sick? Do you know where you've been sick? Have you been, do you have a sore throat? Do you have this? It was a full page. That's crazy. And I thought, okay. <clears throat> I almost wanted to leave, but I had the appointment, so I, I did it. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, that was it. So, um, love your show. <laughs> and uh, talk to you later. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Let's get to a few more here. The number to call, you know, the rest. Uh, four three four. There it is. Four three four six five eight one two two zero. And let's go to two six two. You're in line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, this is CJ. All righty. What's going on? Uh, not much. Hold on. Let me do something real quick. Well, are you there? I'm here. Yeah, I was wondering what were your thoughts on the halftime show. It was okay. You know, I think a lot of that, a lot of the artists I kind of were around when I was like in high school, early college, as far as what they played, like still DRE and 
Eminem, all of that. That was like right around when I was like 16, 17. So I was into that back then. So for me, it was kind of nostalgic. It was okay. I've seen better halftime shows, obviously, but it wasn't it wasn't as bad as it was like a, a middle of the road type halftime show for me. I couldn't I didn't feel I'm about your age, so I didn't feel the same emotional connection to it though, as opposed to when I heard it the first time. Yeah, I mean when I heard it the first time, it was much better. But when I saw it this when I saw it again, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Little little nostalgic, but eh. It wasn't the best, but it wasn't bad, in my opinion. How would you rate, if you were to compare Shaka Khan, Anita Baker, and Mary J. Blige, what show would you go to? Um, That's a good question. Wow. I don't really know. I... I t- Man, you guess, I mean, it's, it's a good question videos, because 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 the they're all because they're all different though because Mary J is much different than Shaka Khan and Anita Baker. Anita Baker is not anywhere near. Anita Baker is more of a smooth soul singer and she has like more ballady type, deep voice, kind of like Tony Braxton. Shaka Khan will give you more energy and she got like the seventies, like eighties hits. She's like the eighties type stuff, and then Mary J has a little bit of everything. So I, I want to go to all the shows, really, but probably, <laughs> yeah, really, all of them. Like put them, put them on one stage together. That'd be good. I, I guess I'm just missing the more older school. I don't know why. Yeah, it's kind of like I like like Pink Floyd or Rage Against the Machine or even uh, I think Neil Young and some of those people would get in the political. They had they were, it was like it was kind of like they had something to say, and they said it. But then 40 years later, when you see them with Bentleys and jet airliners, it's like Rage Against the Machine turned into a lot more comfortable with the machine. And, they they are know. the machine now. They got a Vax mandate at their concerts. They are the machine. Oh, my, yeah, I know. So it's, it's like I can't relate to their music as much anymore. And I, I feel weird. That's the only way I can describe it. I don't – it's like you could play a Nine Inch Nails song uh, – I'm, and you can't figure out which side he's it's like I used to think he was on one side of the song now I can't figure out what side of the song he's on you know what I mean I don't know yeah. I just thought I'd throw it out there because it's 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 been we used to have American Top 40 there'd be you'd never even get to the b-sides of some of these artists and they were they were amazing incredible you know but it's like We'd be lucky to get one B-side worth a darn these days, you know? T- today's music is disposable because people don't pay attention. They have short attention spans. So it's, it's like it's like uh, fast food music. Music music does not really yeah, last. Yeah, it's real prepackaged. It's, it's, it feels real not good. And the reason why is because nobody buys any music anymore. It's all about streaming. So if you can get a hot TikTok song that people can dance to, and it kind of jumps on the charts for a minute. That's all that really matters. And then they go on iTunes. They'll play it for like two weeks. And then here's the next song and the next song. That's how it goes nowadays. Back in the day, it wasn't like that. People bought albums. They went to the concerts more. They were more invested into the artists. And there was more money behind it because there was more money to be made from selling music. But those days are gone. So a lot of the older music or kind of underground types, if you got to really search for, that's better than the popular mainstream music nowadays. Oh, for sure. Everybody, even the kids are saying, man, I wish I had your music. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you, but 
same thing with like that auto tune and that like Zap and Roger would do that computer love and Dr. Dre does it a little bit, but some of these artists, they just play it out way, way too much. You don't even know what they sound like. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. It's like, it, I don't feel the artistic. It feels more. It, I also feel like things get promoted to us a lot more where I felt like we were more the audience years ago. Like I did feel like, I think on Netflix, you can't, you can't even see the dislikes on, on more and more platforms. It's like, well then quit. I feel like they're telling us what we, this is what you want. Correct. It's like not necessarily. I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. And, and a lot of that, and we're, we're in a really weird time with certain things. Like we're the Guinea pig and things that I'm not comfortable being a Guinea pig in. And just because it's really bizarre. Like, Technically, like a bigot, if, if I say tomato and you say tomato, it's no big deal. It's not going to change the outcome of our lives too much. But some of these things are like, you hate this just because mm-hmm. I'm not fully on board. It's like, you re- and then they'll call you an extremist. And I'm like, civilization has gone on for thousands and thousands of years with flat earthers. And I'm not saying I am one. I'm just saying their thought process is not going to change your uh, travel itinerary one bit. You know what I mean? Right on, man. People get all worked up. But, hey, thanks for your good show tonight, man. You're flawless as usual, and I hope we get to some more good callers. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. Right on. All right, shout out to him. Yeah, music today is much different than it was back in the day. And somebody said R.I.P. Chris Cornell. Yeah, R.I.P. Chris Cornell. A friend of mine actually met Chris Cornell because – he was doing music with Timberland in, in Virginia Beach. So, yeah, shout out to Chris Cornell. What was he with? Um, Soundgarden, right? Black Hole Sun. All-time, one of my all-time favorite songs, Black Hole Sun. And that was um, that was Soundgarden. He was also with Audio Slave. So shout out to those bands. If I'm if I'm correct, I know, I know I'm right. Chris Cornell, Black Hole Sun, um, Audio Slave, yep. Let's keep on moving here. The number to call, 434, you know, the rest. And let's go ahead and get into it. All right. Let's try 213. You don't know how much we can do. Oh, okay. Hey, how you doing, ABL? (laughs) Uh, I'm great. How about yourself? I'm good. So I'm just sitting here listening to your show. And I was like, let me just call in to try to, like, give a different perspective. Um, I'm a nurse. I work um, in a prominent hospital in California. I'm not going to obviously say where. And I just, um, I listening to the people on here talk about, you know, how they don't want to do the things that they don't want to do, I mean, or don't want to be forced to do things that they don't want to do. I just wanted to put it out there that me, just as somebody who's been given these shots, I finally am done doing it because it is so people I don't think that people really understand how unsafe it is and um I've I've literally had nurse friends who have cried recently because our hospital uh will make you get a vet get the booster now by if you don't get it then you're gonna they're gonna post your position and this is what we've been dealing with at our work in here in LA, and um, I just think that is well, number one is just so unfair. But the the real thing that I have the most problem uh, with is that 
talking to people, and I, I really would love your viewers just to try to follow me here, when people are saying, well, it's just a difference of opinion. You know, you got your opinion. If you want to get it, get it. If you don't, you don't. True. But I think the major issue is that I don't think this is just about opinion anymore. <laughs> it's about safety. And so I'm going to give you an example. Um, I, I've, like I said, I've given shots. I've probably saved every single vial that I've ever given because I want that to be my proof in 20 years that I've been given these. Um if you get the first two shots of Moderna, they got us now. You can give a booster shot of Pfizer. If you got two Pfizer shots, you can get a booster shot of Moderna. If you're coming from Mexico and you're getting uh, uh um what's the other one? It's another it's another one that they got uh, Cinevac. If you're getting Cinevac from Mexico, which is like the Chinese brand, and you come inside of where we're giving the shots at. We'll give you we'll give you the vaccine. We'll give you the booster. That it doesn't it's like no stipulations. So I'm just like, you know, it's it's hard for me to just hold my tongue about this. So of course I've asked questions. I've asked, you know, I don't really know the safety of uh, of that. How do we know that Pfizer and Moderna is talking? When do they talk? So you know, I asked Don or people. Hey, like, how do y'all know that the Cinevac is compatible with Pfizer? We mixing because when we first started doing these shots, they told us not to mix. They had us doing J and J on one day, Moderna on one day, Pfizer on another day. So we specifically would not mix. And now they got us mixing it up like uh, like bad. And I just. I just wanted to put that out there on your show, like for anybody whose family might be wanting to get it. I don't. People are looking at us like they just they just assume that it's safe and effective. And when we ask the administration or we ask the DON, the answer is look it up online on the CDC website. Wow. So my thing is how how far and, I, and as a healthcare worker, I don't know if any other healthcare workers are on here, but. How far is everybody going to go with just saying, well, the CDC said, the CDC, if the, these are people, grandpops, uh, dads, grandmoms that I see. And so I can't do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel wrong doing it. I never believed it. I got an exemption. But people assume patients, they'll, they'll come right up to you. Oh, which one did you get? That's how they talk to us nurses because they assume we all got it. And I'm looking at about five, six nurses that I know, and none of us got it. So what do they do? They lie because they don't want to avoid. I don't lie. I always just be like, we're not allowed to talk about that. But I've seen nurses, you know, they'll say, um, you know, I got Moderna, I got this, because they want to avoid that conversation with the patient just so they can keep it moving. And I just want to say, I just think it's the wrong idea that people – don't think that they just totally think that this is safe and effective and it's just an opinion. It's not. Even the administrators and the people, they don't know. They have no idea if it's safe. They're only going online like everybody else can do to look to see what the CDC says. And I just think it's just so wrong. It's unethical. And I'd be looking at these nurses who, oh, well, well, the CDC, you know, they don't care. And they're the doctors. They don't care. So my thing is, when this blow up, 
I, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be, and I don't want to, I don't, I never endorse the people, you know, I'm just doing my job, but I just, you know, I've, I've documented emails of me asking, how do we know for sure? There is no, there's no special information that these nurses or even the doctors that are getting up to do a nine to five at your local hospital, they have no special information. They are getting their information online like every regular person can do. And I just I just think it's so wrong and I think one day this is just gonna blow up real bad and um and I've even had doctors say out loud that they think that this is gonna cause autoimmune disease amongst people. But I'm like, why y'all don't tell people? Why are we not saying nothing? So anyway, I just needed to <laughs> a way to just say to somebody, you know, and I'm watching your show and I watch your show all the time, but uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think I'm wrong? Like I'm wrong or, or what do you think? I think what you're saying kind of validates a lot of us because one thing that always happens is we say we're doing our own research and the government says, Oh, don't do that. Just believe whatever we say. But the thing is, it's like, okay, if I go to my doctor and I ask my doctor, they're going to the same place I'm going. So why can't I do what he's doing? Like if he's going to Google and typing in uh, virus and vaccine, and why can't I also do that? Why can't I know about what's going on? You see, and then if you're talking about the nurses are not telling the truth and they're kind of lying about the status, that's kind of important too. Because I'm, if I'm going to the doctor and I'm asking questions and I'm not getting truthful answers as a result, that right there lets me know that something ain't right. So if I don't want to get exactly. it, exactly. Yeah, that's 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 the whole thing. So I think I think what you said right there kind of validates a lot of us because we all feel the same way. Even those that don't say it, they think that, but they won't come out and actually talk about it publicly. Exactly, and I literally I'm seeing it every day. It's like they don't believe in it, but as soon as they get in front of the patient, it's like you put the you put the smile on. And for me, I'm just like, this is this is wrong. Like, what, what are we doing here? Especially when they know, and especially when a lot of these people are, are fooling people. Like, people just assume, especially the older people who obviously watch CNN all day long or mm -hmm. MSNBC, they, they, they just assume that, you know, the doctors and the nurses, that they're safe space. And, you know, oh, they're getting it. Because I have people come up to me like, I can't believe these people are not taking a vaccine. And I'm thinking to myself, sis, I ain't taking it either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm not taking it because I see what they're doing and there's way too many red flags. And so if you're not willing to recognize the red flags, you're a grown individual. You're signing a consent form and I'm just going to give it to you. That's really how we're looking at it. But I know as soon as they walk away, we just like, you know, we looking at each other like it is what it is. And unfortunately, that's just the that's just the truth behind it. They really just don't care if, if it harms you. And one another thing I'm going to say, because I am also in school right now for a higher nursing degree, when we do our academic papers inside of school, we are not allowed to use dot com, dot net, dot anything. So CNN, any of that, that's not valid to use inside of a, a academic paper. You have to, you know, get a medical journal, use a DOI number or whatever. So it's not that hard for somebody to go and look those things up. Um, I've written papers about how I'm totally against it, and I've received 98 hundreds on them. And the professors like, oh, my God, wow, this information is there. 
But everybody's choosing to listen to the to the dot coms and the dot nets when most medical professionals are not even allowed to to to, to use that information anyway. We should be using. If you guys go on instead of going on Google, you go on Google Scholar, and you know we we can use Google Scholar. You can find you know other studies and things there to decide what you want. But even when you tell people or send those things to people, they still, I, me, as like I said, I'm in a nurse for almost eight years and I'm in school to get um, my MP right now. So it's like, I have tried to tell people and they don't want to listen to it. They still believe that this is safe and effective. So you can't really change people's minds. So for me, I'm just like, I can't do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just done. And if y'all don't want to listen to the people who've been doing this for so long, then really that's just on you. <laughs> and I don't, I feel bad. And that's why I said, like, I wish there was a place where the nurses who I know who would say stuff, but we don't have nowhere to go to talk, to, to, to say these things, because they will immediately shut you down. And, and you know, people, you ain't gonna get no job nowhere without getting it. Not true. You could get a, you could get an exemption and BS your way through an exemption, but it is very difficult, especially in LA County. And just seeing the Super Bowl this weekend for me, you know, <laughs> what I have a 12 year old who who got to wear his mask in school in Brentwood. So like, you know, they outside, kids passing out in the in school. Why do the kids got to go outside and gym and wear their masks? Our kids at, you know, LAUSD, why do our kids got to wear a mask? And then, and then we see these people on the Super Bowl and all these people, you know, having a good time in the same city. That, that's a slap in my face as a parent. That's a slap in my face as a nurse because it's, it's hypocrisy. We already know it don't work. We all know. Why are we playing charades? Why are we playing pretend? So... I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. I'm just, whatever. But I appreciate you, ABL. I'm just, you know, whatever. So. Thank you for the call. Great call. I appreciate you. Of course. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> that right there was a fantastic call. And you know what? This is what a lot of people want to say, but don't, or they might not be able to articulate it properly because they're not necessarily in the medical field or whatever it is. But that was perfect. That was very well said. And the Super Bowl, we got, you know, all these people running around with no mask on. But her 12-year-old got to wear a mask in school for what? It's a game. All right, Shabit, what's going on? Hey, everyone, what's up, man? Um, I, I just want to talk about that everything. is What is it? Everything is so white or something? Trailer? Yeah. Yeah, man, they released the episode. And, you know, they they do these things for Black History Month. You know, mm-hmm. white liberals do these things. You know, let's let's give black people what they want. How about we talk about white people all day? And what black people don't understand, man, and I'm starting to see why we complain about the same issues every year. You know, staying stuck because our priorities is in the wrong place, man. And just looking at the trailer, which I'm never going to watch that crap. It just shows in t- 2022, we're still complaining to get white people to notice us, to get white people to care about us, and to get white people to love us. The only, I mean, if, if you if you make a documentary like that, complaining about white people, all you're trying to do is get white people's attention. And the, and the whole Jesus is black thing is, every, every culture, no matter where you go around the world, 
is going to put Jesus as their skin color. You know, and I feel like when when I look at the segment of the guy saying Jesus is black, which I, I don't mind if black people say that. I, I really don't mind. But I feel like we're only saying that just to convince white people. And it's and and to me, it's like if only white people were convinced that Jesus was black, maybe white people would treat us better. And I feel <laughs> like that's exactly the angle of why a lot of black people they debate the Jesus is black thing only with white people. You know what I'm saying? It's just to get the white youth thing going. But yeah, man, you know, when other races and groups see that, especially white people, and they see black people making a documentary just going ham on them. And then when black people get, like, some black man dies by the cops or something, then we yelling and screaming for white people to, to, to help us, to, for, for, for white people to police us better, for white people to care about us. But when we make things like that, the average white person is going to be like, man, the heck with y'all, because this is what y'all do. Y'all talk all this crap about us, and then you beg for our help at the same time. You know, it just it, it makes no sense to me. It's like we 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 wonder why we're stereotyped and no one really cares, cares about our issues and why we can't get anywhere politically because in 2022 we're still worried about how white people feel about it. Like what 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 do you think about that, man? Yeah, I, th- I think it's soft. I think it's really soft to be worrying about trying to get the white man to, to love us, all this and that and the third, because at a certain point it's like who do you live your life for? Do you live your life for yourself, for your family, for your friends, or for some random white man to make you feel good? I, I always hated that type of mentality. Yeah, man. And it doesn't make the collective look good because it does put this negative stereotype about black people that all we do is whine and complain about white people. And, and, and this is why we get nothing done as a collective. And the thing about the black community is, is the black community got to have some type of punishment, you know, for black people who do this, you know what I'm saying? Who gets there and claims to speak for us because this is hurting us politically because the Democrats look at this and they're like, man, all you mean to tell me all black people want is for white people to love them. So what they do is that they pander to us. Like they call us Kings and Queens, you know, they they have the first black person elected for you know this one area, things like that. Black people who we don't know, black black people who really haven't done anything in in the black community, who just pretty much do whatever the white liberal tells them. And black people see this as progress. Like it's 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 really psychological, man. And really, man, this is gonna keep happening because I, I promise you, man. Sometimes I'd be wishing. You know, Malcolm X was alive to see this. I wonder what he would say, saying that we completely ignore him. <laughs> we go when he said, "Be careful of the white liberal who tries to act like he's your friend." What do you say? He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like this is this is this is what's happening today, man. So yeah, man. That's all I want to say, man. I just to me, man. When it comes to Black History Month, man, I, I'm starting. To, when I'm looking at the Hollywood version, it just seems to be more and more white people notice me and let me do something just outlandish just to get white people talking about me. And to me, it, it's starting to become trolling. I mean, like, right, because if you put something out like that, all you want to do at this point is just troll white people for a response. And that's childish, man. Like, like these are all adults, you know, and, and y'all just want to troll white people, make them mad. And this is all I got to say before I hang up, man. Let's let white people come out. 
Let white people come out with the documentary, everything about the Negroes, boy. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we will be yelling at the at, out the rooftops, man. That it probably won't even be off the shelves, man. We will probably be protesting Showtime right now if if white people do that. So it's like these black folks on the documentary talking about white fragility. It's like how can you say that? When all a white person has to do is call you an N-word or call you an animal, and you are willing to, to go to jail, you are willing to commit murder, you are willing to slam an old white lady on the ground just because she calls you an N-word. <laughs> but you want to talk about white fragility, it's backwards, no one's going to take us seriously. And yeah, man, I just hope black people wisen up and come up with some type of counter, some type of punishment for these black folks who, who embarrass us in public. And just get away with it, make money off it. And that's all I gotta say, bro. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. I take care. Great calls. Thank you for the call, man. And let's get to a few more here. Let's go to 206 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Andrew. All righty, what's happening? Hey, I'm, I'm curious. Um, it seems to me, and, I, and I'm calling from Seattle, Washington, so I, I, I listen to your show all the time and I kind of laugh because I look out the window and I get to see a lot of the uh, mistakes and stuff that I hear about in the media all the time. But what I'm curious about is it seems like, you know, here in, here in Seattle too, like the COVID narratives uh, fall apart. And I'm wondering, um, you know, with it also being like Black History Month and all, all these narratives kind of, uh, you know, not proven to be, uh, you know, what we're like led to believe, what types of things, and, and I'm wondering what, what your thoughts are on what types of things can be done to increase like social fabric and social cohesion between, um, you know, just, just perceived different groups of people. I mean, we're all Americans, but it seems like, you know, that idea isn't really promoted. And I'm just wondering what you think about that. Uh, that's kind of a question that's hard to answer. So I think maybe I could ask you an example of how the groups are not cohesive because really it depends on where you live. Like where I live, this whole black white thing is not necessarily an issue. I think it becomes an mm -hmm. issue in places where you have certain problems. So like what, what, what do you see as a, an example of what you speak of this, this, this harmony between different people? Well, so it's like we're, 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 we're told all the time about um, like, like homelessness uh, here in the Seattle area. And it's like, Oh, it, it affects like, you know, uh, you know, the term people of color. I don't, I don't like that term, but it's a, all right. So I, I hear it all the time, but any, any, anytime you're going around Seattle, I mean, you, you just see all kinds of people all the time, just on the street, you know, just using, using, um, using fentanyl or they're homeless or, or they've got the, you know, some mental issues. And it's in like, we're told exclusively it's, it's like, Oh, it's a black and brown issue, but it's like, it's, I mean, it's not. If you take a look around, it's affecting everybody. It, it seems like it's more of an issue of poverty, at least here in Seattle. But it's like you know, we're, we're told that it's affecting like you know one group of people more than the other, and it's like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Well, okay, so that that right there is just a lie from them. They're just lying about the whole black and brown issue to make it be about race. So then people are afraid to tackle it. If they if they, if they make it to if they, if they make it kind of toxic to where you don't want to touch it because you don't be seen as a racist then it's easy to ignore what the problem in free out of Washington is the drugs mm -hmm. period. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Drugs have no, they don't care what color you are, where you come from, what gender you identify as they are a scourge to humanity period. That's the issue. And the thing about free is that they allow it. 
they kind of invite it. They got all these services yeah. out there for yeah. these people. And, and the services, they attract people from all over the country to the left coast. They go to the left no, coast. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, they, we just, in fact, there was, there was just a news article that was, that was in the Seattle Times about how, like, a lot of, a lot of states, I mean, they send people here be, because of that reputation. But it's like, what I don't understand is, like, why, why is it turned into a race issue, like, every single chance? And it's like, can we just focus on the actual problem and, and, and not, like, it's like they want to make it a race thing so that they can just focus on that and not really, like, get to the root of the problem. And it's, like, it's really infuriating. Everybody's upset. And so it's like, can we just put this aside? And that's just one example of where I see, like, you know, what, what people either in the media or in government here locally, like, are, are saying. And, and it's like, it, it doesn't hold up to scrutiny. So I'm wondering, like, if that's the case, and when, when can people start, like, I guess, uh, you know, trying other solutions and maybe, like, not just casting doubt because you're in a different political party? I'm wondering, like, when is, when is that going to happen? Well, I mean, at a certain point, I think the politics come into play because a lot of this is done from the top down, from leadership. They're just kind of doing things. That's a big part of it. They, all these services, mm-hmm. letting the drugs go on, letting them camp. That's the big problem. Like, you got to get down to that, and you got to talk about local leadership, uh, state leadership. That's very important. The, the race thing, like you said, that's just a smoke screen to prevent you from even yeah. doing anything about it, to just say, oh, this, it, no, it's race, and you wouldn't understand, and if you want to do anything about it, that means you're a racist. That's all that it is. It's a lie to make you just be yeah. kind of paralyzed by, um, by not wanting to be offensive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that part's a real shame. I mean, I, I really do hope, um, you know, people want to dig a little bit deeper here in the future. I mean, it, it seems like at some point, I mean, people are just going to get tired of hearing the same old narrative over and over and over again, um, you know, and I, and, I, and I think midterms might change that a little bit, but, I mean, I'm, I'm still curious, like, why aren't people just, like, <laughs> like talking to their neighbor? Why, like, why is, it, why is it always just the, the, the wash, rinse, and repeat every time? And I guess you just hit the nail on the head. It's It's people in media just and, and, and politics just kind of repackaging the same stuff over and over and over again. But That's I it. don't know. I just, I just think about it. It's frustrating, but uh, I, I, I love listening to your show. Well, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Also, one more thing about free Adel. The thing about free Adel is that they are very liberal up there and the liberals think that if they give all these services and, these free programs, and if they help the homeless, if they just put money toward the problem, text me more, that'll fix it. But all you're doing is making it worse. You're not going to help a homeless person get out of homelessness by giving them services. You make them comfortable there because these people you're talking about are just drug addicts. There are some homeless that just live out there who just bet on their luck. You see, that, that happens. But that's not the actual problem. The problem is the drug addicts, period. That's the issue. All right, Matt, what's going on? Hey, BL, what's going on? Ain't too much, man. What's happening? Well, uh, Jesus clearly is not black. <laughs> what What is going on here? I didn't even see that. Wait a minute. <laughs> Sir. Uh, <he's, laughs> is, is that a filter? clearly <laughs> a man with a swimmer's body uh, are we, are we, had a sex change. And dominated in the NCAA. Are, are we going to ignore this right here? We, we, not, we ain't going to talk about that right there. What's going on? What's up? 
<laughs> you don't, you don't see this on your shoulder? No. Oh, okay. All right. He's, he's going to ignore yeah. that. Let me talk about free at all a little bit. I think, or just just the politics in general, man. Like the white ladies have basically run society now, and their movement is BLM. I don't even think I don't even see BLM as like a black movement anymore. Because yeah. when I go to a black neighborhood, I don't see a lot of BLM signs or anything like that. But when I go to a white neighborhood, it's typically where I see them in the restaurants and all that kind of stuff. And I think kind of the proof of some of this is like what's going on up in Canada. Like uh, basically Justin Trudeau, all the white ladies want to sleep with him. So they voted for him. They voted with their penis. They circled the dot for that guy. And he's a black faced Nazi for the most part, from what I can tell. And uh, anything they get into, they've ruined Star Wars for crying out loud. Star Wars. Absolutely anything that they get into, their politics is toxic. And I think basically they, they came to power when like men that were kind of thirsty got internet pornography and just stopped dating women. They've completely driven men off. And uh, just guys just got to get back into the game, take one for the team hook up with one of these crazy ladies and just get back to more equal representation. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. I believe you're right about that because Trudeau. Yeah, I, I believe it. And you know, people, they kind of joke about Trudeau or he's a soy boy. Look at his socks. But a lot of these modern women, they, they love him, love him. They gush over him. They love him. Yep. They don't care that he was in blackface. I mean, look, look at, he had his arms around white ladies while he was in blackface. Yep, sure did. They had no issue with it. Nope. So, um, man, I'll tell you, like here in Seattle, I'm walking home. I walk to work and, uh, you know, so I live just a few blocks away and I'm walking and I see this, this woman head on collision, another car. Mm. Okay. And people in both cars are hurt. So I pry her door open and to try to get her out and I help her out. And she's like, Oh, she looks at me and she says, are you vaccinated? And I'm like, lady, you just ran into somebody head on and you're asking me if you're vaccinated. That's how crazy they are. They, that's, that's nuts. They got no clue. Um, I, did you give any money to the, or to the trucker uh, convoy up there? The trucker terrorist, I was going to say. Nah, like I think I tried, but when I tried, it was like in the transition period. I will though. I definitely yeah. will. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're going to get it though, because of all what Trudeau's doing. Yeah. I don't know if they're getting, I wish they were doing a little better job just to, you know, kind of like give like publish like the payouts and stuff like that, but I've been giving them money like crazy. So I hope they do, do well. Um, that's all I got for you, man. And, uh, other than, uh, maybe a parting shot on some of the inflation stuff like that. I think I've been saying this the whole time man. and the fed is not going to be able to raise rates. They are not going to be able to quantitative ease, you know what I mean? Like our taper of the balance sheet. Uh, it's going to be inflation nation. Uh, get ready for it. It's, it's here, so get, it's going to get worse. I'm ready. Yeah. Get into debt if you can. Take out a line of credit, buy some tools, buy, buy a truck, buy something that you need to work. Uh, invest in businesses that have books that can raise prices. Buy gold, buy silver. Silver is on a, a sale. Iron ore is a sale right now if you can buy iron, like that kind of thing. S S S S SLV or physical silver? 
I get so I well I don't want to say I get physical, but uh, <laughs> yeah, especially with this guy. Um, no, get physical silver. It's super easy to store. Um, you have to pay a you know you'll have to pay like a, almost a five dollar premium to get it per ounce, um, but you can sell it at spot. You know, so if, if if you don't plan on selling for a while, you don't mind paying that premium. It's it's still just a fire sale. Got you. I'm on it. All right, man. All right. Be good. Thank you. All right. Great call from Matt. Hey, that, that, that filter was nuts, though. But a lot of good information in the call. If you're able to focus on the call and not the, uh, the, the Biden filter. And if you guys are watching on the podcast, pardon me, listening on the podcast, you were able to get all of that without the distraction of uh, Creepy Joe. That was nuts. So shout out to Matt for that. Um, let's get to a few more here. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And the inflation is through the roof already. It is through the roof, ridiculous. Nine zero nine on the line. Who am I speaking to? I'd like to speak to ABL. You speaking to me right now? What's going on? Well, um, I just wanted to tell you that I want to know where it is that I can sign up for my white privilege. <laughs> well, I don't have that answer for you. I'm not really sure where to get that one. Uh, I keep hearing about it, but I don't know where to direct you. Well, you know, I'm I'm a I, I guess you could call me white. It used to it used to be called Caucasian, but now we're called white. Um, and I've been discriminated not because of my skin color, but because of my physical uh, handicap. And you know, I I went to Berkeley in the '60s, all right, and still. I was discriminated against. I was, you know, I understand what discrimination is all about. It's not about race. It's about, I don't like you for one reason or another, whether it be your skin color, your physical appearance, uh, maybe you're fat, maybe you're too tall, maybe you're too short. This is not all about race. This is about hate. And these people are sowing hate in this country to such a degree that it's possible that it could never be healed. Even if, you know, the, even when the COVID thing goes away and all this other stuff goes away and there's always going to be some reason for one side to blame everybody on the other side because they hate them. You know, in, in college, I took a, a logics course And one of the greatest takeaways from that course was a a form of logic uh, in an argument called poisoning the well. You're an educated man. You've probably heard of that. I have, yes. And so you know that it's where if you can't deal with the argument that a person is presenting, then you poison the well. You condemn them so that anything that comes forth out of that well is junk, is damaged, is poison, is no good. And that's what these people have been doing now for years. And it's so obvious if you know what to look for. And people have to wake up. I mean, excuse me, but you can only be disrespected if you feel like you've been disrespected. It's all about, it's all about what, what's that, um, what's that? Oh, I can't think of it right now. But offended, okay? What's what's up with this offended thing? 
Everybody's offended. Oh, this offends me, that offends me, blah, blah, blah. Excuse me? How about during the Depression? How about during the Second World War? How about during the 50s? When, you know, people, you know, they, they didn't have such thin skins. And everybody got along. And, they, you know, everybody's skin is so thin now. How do you expect to get along with anybody? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Makes sense. Well, you know, to me it does. I mean, excuse me, but I I see so many people that want to be offended. They look for ways to be offended. And when you walk around doing that, guess what? You're going to be offended. That's right. You'll find something to be offended by. If you're in the hunt for it, you will find it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think people need to thicken up their skin. They need to let some of this stuff go. And, and, you know, the way people treat each other, I've, I've heard some folks that, you know, they have a lot of melon in their skin and they use words with each other and they use attitudes with each other. That is just incredible. Yeah. And I know, I know you've heard it. Absolutely. All the time. I hear it every day. And the only way to get people to respect you as an individual is to not use that kind of language. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm with you. And that's basically all I wanted to say. <laughs> you know, just get it off my chest. Oh, yeah. By the way, my wife says, we really enjoy watching you. You have a you have a great um, personality, and we really like the way you present the facts on each one of your uh, shows that you put on YouTube. We watch you on YouTube on our TV, and uh, we we think you're just great. Just keep doing the good work. Well, you guys are great. Thank you for watching. I definitely appreciate y'all. Thank you. Okay. Have a good evening. All right. Now, same to y'all. Bye. All right, shout out to y'all. Shout out to the great caller for calling in. I'm glad you enjoyed the presentation. Glad you enjoyed the show. Couldn't do it without y'all. Let's get to a few more here. Let's go to 405 in the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL, my man, Travis here. All righty, what's going on? Uh, Not much. Uh, Great show. You had some good callers. And... uh kind of ran the whole gamut here um your first caller that nurse she was talking about how people are afraid to kind of doubt the main mainstream narrative about the vaccine and i think there's just like basically it's kind of half and half half the country wants to have an open mind and look at the facts and the other half is just like if you even question the narrative you know what the expert quote unquote experts are telling you, then you're a quote unquote conspiracy theorist. Right. Right. Exactly. So they've kind of made people scared to even question their authority. Right. And you know, the average, the average person will pretty much just go along with it because they don't really want to rock the boat. They don't really, they, they don't, they're, they're afraid because they feel like the authority is going to get them. They're going to go to jail. They might lose their job. 
that's just what they do. They instill that fear. So then they could just pretty much do whatever they want and just run rough out over people. Yeah, and just society as a whole will question your sanity if you question that type of stuff. And they've kind of, you know, I don't want to use the term brainwash, but they've convinced people that they're right, and if you question them, then you're crazy. And that's the problem, in my opinion. That's the main problem is that they've they've made people think that if you even question one thing, then you're alone. What do you think about that? Well, I think that um, that is improper because everyone should ask questions. It, sh- it shouldn't be bad to ask questions because you're inquisitive. You want to know, you want to be educated. It's like we're encouraging people to be less educated and just rely upon whatever the authority tells us. But that's not the way you should go through life because at a certain point, you got to be an adult. You can't be in a childlike state forever. If you're a child, at a certain point, you rely upon your parents to do everything for you. If you're like an infant, toddler, whatever. But as you get older, you become more independent because you learn things that you got to do for yourself. You learn how to take care of yourself. You learn how to go here, go there. You get a car. You learn how to drive. You become an adult. You're independent. You can't be just relying upon a nanny state for your whole life. That's not how humans are designed to operate. <clears throat> Exactly. And isn't that, don't you find that the main concern is that even if someone is given a fact saying, you know, you know, questioning the, the mainstream narrative and they know that it doesn't make sense what they're believing, but they refuse to, to acknowledge it and critically think and just listen to what they're told. That's scary. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we've reached a point now where people are even afraid to even question. And I think that was the whole, that's what scares me the most. It's, it's the fact that people are willing to give up their critical thinking and just cause they're afraid to be scrutinized. Right away. But, um, and then as far as the whole race thing, everything is going to be all white in that last caller talking about, uh, how people identify with their race so much it's people have become so tribalistic and want to identify with their you know their quote-unquote race and their ethnicity and that's another that's those are the two biggest problems to me is people are afraid to ask questions and people are obsessed with using their quote-unquote identity to the, you know, to, to draw conclusions, but all right, I'll let you go. Just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks brother. Thank, Love you, the, show. thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, let's go to the next one here. Let's go to eight zero one. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, my name's Nick. All right, man. What's going on? Hey, I'll let you go. Oh, wow. This is a significant delay. In- uh, okay, yeah, just turn, turn the stream off for me, please. Okay, I got you. Okay, I got it off. <clears throat> Hello, can you hear me? Are you well? What's going on? Yeah, I'm good. So, um, so yeah, my name's Nick. Um, right now, I'm living in Utah, and uh, I want to talk to you about a couple of things. One thing uh, I want to talk to you about was uh, Amir Locke. Are you familiar with him? Yeah. 
So I just want to know what's your opinion on that? Well, I mean, I've not seen all of the information. I'm just kind of familiar with what's going on. And as far as I know, what happened was there was um, a no not warrant given, granted by a judge. So it wasn't just kind of just random, like, okay, let's go in there. No, it was it was evidence presented, given to a judge. Judge get a no not warrant. And this, this is in Hennepin County, Minnesota, like Minneapolis area. So they go into the home. Uh, the guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Amir Locke, he's on a couch and he has a weapon close to him and the police are in there announcing themselves. He goes for the weapon and they shoot him. He dies. So then now they're saying the police were wrong for doing a no, not raid and quote unquote murdering Amir Locke. But in reality, there was a reason for the no, not warrant and Amir Locke had a gun. So that's pretty much my knowledge of it. Now, from what I hear, it looks like it makes sense that they had to go in there and do that, but I've not heard anything else about the case. So I can't really say that for hundred percent certain, but that's what I think as of right now, based upon what I do know. Okay. So you're not familiar with why they wanted the warrant? No, I don't, I don't, I don't know that part. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. I just want to get your idea on that. I mean, I, so, I mean, I'm, I'm pro police. Like I think that the police should get more funding than they do because you know, I'm originally from St. Louis, and I've seen how that goes. Because, um, I mean, there'll be, like, for example, there'll be 10 murders in the city, and they'll only be able to solve three of them. You know what I mean? Just crazy stuff. But I don't know really how I feel about the known out warrant, because, I mean, I, I mean, I can understand, like, if there was something where, you know, it, it was some sort of a violent crime, and you know, you got a gun to somebody's head, there's a kidnapping, somebody's locked in the basement, something like that. But from what I understand, he was uh, a legal gun owner. He had a CCW license. Um, and uh, they just kind of busted in. And, like, you know, I sleep I sleep armed, and, you know, I, I wouldn't like that. You know, how would I? Because you're just waking up, you know what I mean? So I think that maybe it would be a good thing to do away with those types of warrants because I don't understand why you couldn't notify the suspects in a case where it's not something severe. Cause I've, I've watched you for a while. I've heard what you've said about other things like um, how you don't always need probable cause, you know, to enter someone's property. If it's something, you know, emergent. So yeah, I was wondering like, do you think no knock warrants have a place to be used like that, even though they tend to, it can lead to some of these bad outcomes. Well, let's back, let's back up a little bit. Now, do you know why the no not warrant was um, granted? No, I don't personally. So maybe it was something that they needed to do. Like maybe it was something that was necessary because you said that sometimes it's needed. You know, somebody's getting uh, attacked in there. You got a hostage, somebody bleeding out, or maybe there's something where they got some files in their computer they shouldn't have and they need to do a no not warrant so they don't delete all the computer evidence. So I guess it depends on the situation to, to have a no, not warrant. So I think sometimes the no, not warrant does make sense because again, if you got some files on your computer that shouldn't be there, and you know what I'm talking about? You don't want to, you know, knock on the door, get from time to respond and uh, delete all the pictures. You want to catch them with the evidence on there because there could be some kids that are in danger as a result of that. And you're able to go rescue them. 
So depending upon the circumstance, it does make sense to do a no-knock warrant. And again, it's got to be granted by a judge. You can't just go and get that randomly. You can't write it yourself as an officer. You got to go, you got to present evidence for a judge and you got to get it granted. So I don't think it should be done away with. And I can't necessarily say that this case was correct or incorrect with 100% certainty because I don't know exactly why the warrant was given. When I find that information out, then I'll be able to say, okay, this is why it happened and this is how I feel about that reason. Okay, I got you. I understand. I just, yeah, I mean, I, I respect your viewpoint. I was just saying, like, I think it could go wrong a lot of times. Like, when it's something like, because what I've been hearing is that they're usually used for, like, drugs and things like that. Um, and personally, I don't think in a drug in a drug crime situation they should be used in that context. Well, again, it depends on the situation. It depends on if these guys are also uh, violent gangbangers that can kill people. It, it depends. It, every situation is different, so I can't necessarily say, you know, one way or the other. But I see where you're coming from. Like, if somebody got some weed in their house, no, not warrant is overblown. But if you got guys that got they're running drugs and guns and all types of stuff, you know, uh, violent gang members, that's much different. So I think that once we see what the reason is, it'll be clearer as far as that particular case. But thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Thank you. See you. Have a good night. Yeah, man. I got to see what that was. I think Brandon Tatum put up a video. I might, I don't want to watch this video because I don't typically watch political videos because I don't want to have their viewpoint uh, get into my original thought process because these guys are doing great videos, great content, and I'll be tempted to use some of their stuff, and I don't want to do that. I want to give you guys an original thought process from my point of view without having some of their words and whatnot interspersed in there. You understand what I'm saying? So he did a video, and he said that there's, like, um, I guess the reason for the warrant has been uncovered. Matter of fact, hold on. We're live right now. Let me, let me just go find it and see what the actual warrant was for. So Amir Locke, there's a... A little bit of an issue with that because they're saying it shouldn't have been it shouldn't have been a no not warrant, all this and that. And um, let's see, let's see if I can find Star Tribune. Hopefully, they'll put up. Hopefully, you know, paywall right here. Okay, let's not continue with Facebook. We're not going to do that. Okay, they're talking about a funeral. I don't want that. Let me see, no not warrant. Blah, 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 on their couch. Says a Hennepin County judge approved a no-not warrant in order to, quote, decrease the risk for injuries to the suspects and other residents, unquote, because the individuals they sought had violent criminal histories and were known to be armed, according to the court documents unsealed last week. The pre-dawn raid stemmed from the fatal shooting of 38-year-old Otis Elder during an apartment drug, apparent, pardon me, an apparent drug transaction January 10th, outside a music recording studio in St. Paul. The latest court filings accuse Locke's 17-year-old cousin, Makai Speed, and others with him of, quote, attempting to rob Elder of money and or drugs. So, okay, um, so Amir Locke, Amir Locke's cousin, was trying to rob uh, this guy during a drug deal. And since the robbery went bad, they went ahead and killed him. So you got a murder suspect. Now, it continues, Speed of Minneapolis was charged last week with second-degree murder in connection with Elder's killing. He remains in custody before a court hearing on March 16th to address the request from the Ramsey County Attorney's Office to move his case to adult court. 
Because he's, uh, what, was he, 17? Okay. So, still underage. So, I'm not sure what the actual warrant was for, specifically. Like, his cousin um, killed somebody, allegedly. But I'm not sure what Amir Lot did. But we'll find that out. I'm going I'm to look more into that a little bit later. But that, that kind of gives you an idea of who we're dealing with. You know, you out here killing people during drug transactions. Maybe you might be considered dangerous. I'm just saying. All right, let's get to one more call. I think I got time for. Let's go to seven five four online. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, it's Will. All right, man. What's going on? How you doing, man? That's all good. Yeah, I want. I wanted to comment on the Amir Lot case. I don't know if you guys already covered that, but apparently the um the uh, police were looking for his cousin. Okay, I see. See, yeah. I, I was I was yeah, read, I was reading that I was reading that just now about his cousin that he um killed somebody yeah. during the drug deal, but I didn't know that they were trying to find yeah. him right there. Right, and they I think he killed like two people. He 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 had yeah he had like two cases where he killed two people. And the cousin, I mean, you know, Amir Locke lived with him. And, you know, apparently, yeah, so when the police came and he came out with a gun, because I I don't know, maybe Amir, he knew what his cousin was getting into, and he was kind of looking over his shoulder. You know, he knew that there was people out for him. So I guess, you know, I don't know how that went. So, you know, thing with the black community, um, especially now when your when your family member is doing something bad back then you you know your family member used to disown you now they just you know accepting anybody who does anything if you're a drug dealer you know you putting money on the uh, on mama mama's plate and everything they looking after each other and stuff so that was that um it, it's sad you know it's unfortunate you know um, the other, there was another thing I wanted to mention about, have you, ever, have you heard about Tanisha Chappelle? No. Yeah, that was another case. This lady, she died while she was in jail. They said that she had like a bunch of like, she had like, she was bleeding, like she was coughing up blood. And then the secure, the, the, um, correctional officers didn't want to, um, uh, they didn't tend to her, you know, her tend to her when she was, when, when she was complaining that she was sick. So apparently I was like, damn, okay, that was messed up. You know, well, I, and then, you know, when I started looking into it some more, come to find out this lady was shoplifting, you know, the article on the news, they just said, oh, she was just shoplifting, but it was way more. She was shoplifting um, she had stole like $3,000 of goods and she led the police on a, on a 30 minute chase on the highway and it ran <laughs> and then crashed and then started running on foot. And then she got put into the jail. And then I don't know, they said somebody probably poisoned her in jail. They tried to blame the, uh, the correctional officers that they poisoned her. But it's just like, unfortunate, man, like, our, you know, our community, it's like, I don't, you know, it's just, I don't know. 
I don't know what to say. It's crazy because you got these people that are doing wrong, that are doing bad things, and we embrace them. It's like, like you said, we used to be yeah, able to disown yeah. these people, but we shouldn't be embracing these these people that are doing wrong. Like, if you're doing wrong, you got to handle that on your own. Don't come back to me to, for support or money or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's like we, in, in, you know, I think, uh, I think like uh, the what I believe. All these politicians, they wasting their time. Like all these black politicians that say, "Oh, we're gonna." do uh, criminal justice reform and all that, none of that junk crap doesn't matter because what it comes down to is the how they're raised. You know, if you're raised with God in your life and you have a father and a mother that are active and in your life, that's the only way that you'll grow up to be a decent human being. You know, and the government can't go into your home and raise your child. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter what what bill that they pass or whatnot. For all all we know, all these politicians, like these AOCs and all these people, they're just exploiting us to get their agenda passed on. That's all they're doing. And the problem will never get fixed. Never. It don't matter who who's the blackest person you could put. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and then real quick, I wanted to also say something about, um, if I can remember, damn, I can't even remember. Oh, okay. The guy who did the assassination attempt. Um, I just looked on black, uh, black conservative perspectives page. He, the BLM, they actually bailed the guy out. Yeah, I saw that. They, so they, they posted they, they posted his hundred thousand dollar bond. Yep. <laughs> that is crazy, man. It's nuts. I but you know what? When I, when I did my video, I I saw I saw that coming. I was like, he's not being bailed out yet, but he probably like I already saw that coming. I, I knew they would do that. And then I played I played a video. Matter of fact, earlier in the stream, if you go back and look earlier, I played a video of him leaving the jail. His mom was right there. Mm. What was she doing? Singing. Oh, happy. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. When I saw that, man. I oh, my God. I, I, I saw it was red. Bro. I saw red. Like I'm about to just explode. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, happy day. Are you nuts? Bro. Like, that was crazy. Bro, sometimes it's embarrassing. I look like how, you know, I don't, I hate looking at things through race, but I look at other people and they probably looking like, man. Yeah, black people, what's your problem? You know, it just makes us look bad. You know, I, I, I don't know, man. But yeah, that's about it, man. I don't want to hold you up. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Hey, man. Thank you, man. All right. That'd be a great way to wrap up the show. Thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate y'all. Uh, if you enjoyed the show tonight, please give the video a thumbs up. If you listen to me on the audio streaming platform, please give me a five-star rating or review, whatever you can. I most certainly appreciate it. Shout out to all the mods for doing what you do, keeping the trolls in check. And thank you for everybody that's been watching, uh, super chatting, sharing, retweeting, whatever you're doing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Couldn't do it without you. I got super chats on that. I'm going to read right quick and then wrap it on up, put the bowl clean on top. 
So let's go back to where I was and we can go ahead and keep rocking here. Um, shout out to, um, let me see, Joseph Allen, who says, hey, ABL, why don't you get on Timcast? I will. I've not been invited, but I will. Ain't no problem. Shout out to Blake Sims, who says, through fines, through fines. I'm not sure what that was in reference to. Thank you to Urbana Rodriguez for the hype emoji. Thank you to Nicole, who says, yes, the C-19 shots have AD-5-V and HIV vector, probably while they're coming up with the HIV vax. That's crazy. Uh, Daryl Alexander says, I'm still waiting for you and Tatum to do a video on the New Jersey mall fight incident. How do you feel about the situation? I've not seen that. I've not seen that. I'm going to go ahead and just Google that right now. See if I can... Um, let me see. Oh, okay. Police response to New Jersey mall fight sparks outrage after a black teen cuffed as white teen watches. Okay, I'm going I'm to check that out. Yeah, I'm going to see the video and see what's going on. Headlines, they don't tell the story anymore, unfortunately. Dara also says, how can I get that meme? I need that ASAP. I'm not sure what you're referring to, what, what meme that was. Um, But, hey, it should be on my Twitter somewhere. You can find it. Thank you to Louise Smith who says, hey, AB, when you have time, you should check out the video the video of the flock of yellow-headed blackbirds, 100s, northern Mexico that suddenly dropped from the sky. I saw that. That was crazy. It was like, you ever see those, um, what they call them, haboobs or whatever, those dust clouds in Phoenix, Arizona, whatever, those big dust clouds. It looked like that, but it was blackbirds. It was nuts. This makes the movie The Birds Look B-Rated. Sorry about your team, but if it's any consolation, a lot of people agree with you. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate you. Uh, shout out to Horace Cook um, Johnson, who says, sorry if you already addressed this, but what are your thoughts on the Canadians apparently doing a run on the banks? I've not heard that, so I don't know exactly what's going on, but we'll see how that works out if they do it. Thank you to Matthew Richardson, who says, the Federal Reserve owns 35% of all mortgages. Wow. That's nuts. Thank you to Eunice Pierre, who says, I need to get some new ABL merch. So waiting on a kid's line. We love you, ABL. We'd love to see you on the Tatum show as well. Did you decide on what the kid show will be named? We're waiting on that too. Well, I'm I'm not sure about the kid's show. Um, but as far as um I think I think I said something like Uncle ABL for like the younger people that need to just have some uncle advice. That's the kind of stuff that I would be doing. And the kids line, I gotta do that. I can I can make that. I just gotta find time. And thank you to Anthony McQuaid for your donation. And thank you to S4 who says, peace and love to all. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate you. But that'll be a wrap for me. I'll be back live again on Saturday. I should be live tomorrow on Tatum's channel. If I am live, I'll post something on my social media. I'll post something here to let you guys know. But until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.